commence primary ignition. And welcome to episode 167 of the usual podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, happy birthday, is my co-host, Will. What's up, bro? Long time, no talk. I know. What up, yo? It's been so long. I know. I'm really excited about this, man. Um, I wanted to, I don't know, I threw this out to you yesterday. We kind of threw this together. We've got some folks that love you very much in the chat. Um, some of you, rel- some related to us, some not. Some that have been in our lives for a long time. So this is just kind of, I don't know, feels like a reunion, but we have some geeky stuff to talk about too. So I'm pretty stoked. Tons of geeky stuff. (laughs) So uh, before we get started, I'm not going to read all the stuff I normally do. What are you drinking, man? I bought you something for your birthday. You did. You showed up at my house earlier. The funny thing is I already had everything you brought for me, but you you replenished my provisions. Um, Let's just uh, have all the, all the little ones plug their ears. Well, you know, screw it. I'm no, I don't work for the school district anymore. I can say what I want. I am drinking a captain and Coke. (laughs) Technically it's a captain and diet Pepsi. Right. And uh, it is uh, wet in my whistle right now. Well, happy birthday, man. I'm glad I could give you some backup for that for sure. Uh, I I am of age. I'm 45. So, you know, (laughs) I'm drinking my usual hazy little thing. Um, I'm just kind of hanging out, doing all the tech stuff. Will has put together an awesome show to talk about all the geek news that came out in this last week. And there's a ton of it. Star Wars stuff, Marvel stuff. Um, basically, Disney dumped just a ton of stuff on us. So we're just going to kind of cover that. But And yeah, we'll they, intermittently bring some folks up and chat with some people that uh, love this guy that is in, in, in the chat with me right now. So Yeah, we had uh, the, Disney had their investor call on Thursday. Um, which traditionally, usually the fourth quarter investor call does have a lot of information like they do have because it's uh, stuff that's coming up for the next year. Um, but, but of course, a lot of people were worrying because it, they uh, were going to be saying how much money they lost this year and how many people they're going to be laying off. So that was the unfortunate part of the call. But we've got lots of great stuff to talk about. Indeed. So uh, we're going to get into it. And I think what we'll do is I don't know where you want to start. Uh, do you want to catch people up and why we're doing this all of a sudden and just super quick, just what our plan is maybe for the next year? 2020 has been interesting. Will and myself, we live about a mile from each other, mile and a half at best. Literally. And have probably seen each other twice since COVID hit and maybe done this uh, a few no, times. Four times. <laughs> oh, four times. You did you did two drive-bys to drop something off. You did one drive-by to pick the book up that I bought for your kids. Indeed. Yeah. And one time you actually did come over and we wore masks and sat about 15 feet apart as we had a beer. Right. <laughs> that was the highlight of my, what was that, summer? Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate we don't do this more often. And we plan to, unfortunately. Um, Real life gets in the way. Well, your real life. I don't even want to say that. My my life has gotten busier than I can even put together right now. And I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm I'm not, and this isn't BS. I am so proud of all the effort and it's really coming to fruition, especially with, I don't know if you're going to be talking about the news that you just got in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to do that really briefly, actually. Do you mind if I do it super quick? Just to catch Yeah, go for it. Do super quick and I'll talk about my crap super quick. So go ahead. So super quick. I've been um, obviously doing some virtual events. Um, My Just Keep Writing podcast is bi-weekly. um, my co-hosts, Will and Will with one L and Nick are somewhere in the chat. 
uh, the logos in, in the Twitch stream as well. Um, that podcast has been going great, but within, with that comes community and that all spurred off of doing all these writing retreats and stuff. So I've really been focusing on my writing, focusing on that community and really just, um, hit the ground running and working for WXR, doing some audio recording for them. Um, and so it's just been a lot of juggling. I spent six and a half hours in front of this, in this space on Saturday recording W, um, writing excuses retreat, uh, writing excuses podcasts, um, for those guys. And it's been great. Um, why it's don't, a lot why of don't work, you tell, but, yeah, why don't you tell the, 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 the non, uh, initiated on what writing excuses is and who runs it. It's a retreat. It's run by published authors, Mary Robinette, Koal, Brandon Sanderson, um, Dan Wells and, um, and Howard Taylor. It's a, it's awesome. And, uh, I, that's how I met my co-host will or sorry, Nick. And then last February will, and we've been having a really good time. Um, it's, it's a lot. We were all working on our writing and really trying to just get published and do that thing. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, I recently applied to, uh, for an MFA program in creative writing out of Western in Colorado, uh, for genre fiction. And I got accepted. I found that out. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about that. So that's going to make my schedule crazy, but, uh, I really love what I've been doing. And honestly, if I can get together with my, what is it? 21 years we've been friends. Something like that. 21 years we met in <laughs> we met in june of 1999 yeah so if i if i can honestly if if i can get together with you a few times a year um that's that's honestly good for me so the, the usual podcast folks that are in the chat that miss us we will get to you as much as we can but um you know life is life as they say well not only that but a lot of our the basis of a lot of our besides our uh, you know, crackling personalities and great chemistry is based on the popular culture uh, fields. Right. Mm -hmm. And with the lack of theaters and lots of stuff not happening, there's really not as much information for us to talk about on a weekly basis anyways. Plus with the closures of all the conventions and not knowing how the convention apparatus and system is going to be running in the future. We really don't know what's going to be going on. So we really can't commit to a weekly podcast anyways, because there's not enough information. Yeah. And, and again, um, we're, we're doing our best and I just have to get together with you. I'm super stoked about tonight. So should you fill everybody in on what you've been doing and then we'll get to this, man. Yeah. For, uh, for a bit over a year, I actually had been doing a daily social media posting platform called daily dose of Disney, which basically highlighted the history of the Disney company. Um, and I, so if you follow the daily, daily dose of Disney on all the, on the social media platforms, there's enough there where there was, I I did it for over a year. So it would start to get repetitive at this point, but they had posted, so they should replenish itself. And then I started doing a daily podcast, um, which was great. And I was able to delve deeper into stuff, but it was a solo person podcast and it was about 15 minutes a day. And honestly, it was just, it was cranking up my anxiety and not actually dissuading any of it. Um, so I, I kind of nipped that in the bud, even though I'd finally gotten on iTunes, I'd gotten on Stitcher, all that stuff. Um, I just nipped it in the bud. I had a few fans and some of them are here with me tonight. Yeah, Thank welcome. you, Mindy. Um, but I, um, just kind of stopped it and actually my anxiety and stress has gone down. I'm actually going to be like, tapering off of my, uh, anti-anxiety meds by the end of February, which I've been on for over a decade. So it's fantastic. Um, I've got a wonderful landlord who's worked great considering I've been unemployed since June. Um, and, uh, it looks like I'm going to be trying to make a move to the East coast to New York in, uh, the end of next summer. 
Awesome, dude. I I'm, I wish you the best of luck. I've been really lucky to have you here. Honestly, I know you're not the biggest fan of Fort Bragg, but having my well, best I, friend here, um, someone I met in my before I even turned 21, um, in my life still, and someone I can always come to. Um, I'm stu- super stoked to celebrate your birthday today, man. So, uh, let's talk some geek stuff, dude. You ready? Uh, I am ready. Um, let's, let's talk about. Here's what I want to do, real quick. Let's cover a couple stories. And then I think um, my co-hosts from Just Keep Writing have things they want to say. So we'll bring them in soon, too. Okay. Okay, cool. Basically, we have two overarching things we're going to be talking about today. One's going to be Warner Brothers and one's going to be the Disney Company. So how about we knock out Warner Brothers and we'll bring in your cohorts. Um, So basically, the the big news that's coming out of Warner Brothers is that, um, as we all know, with COVID-19, theaters have been closed. And so AMC actually just came out this week and said that they're going to be bankrupt by January if they don't get some sort of um, relief and being able to open up, which is probably not going to happen. Um, so when they say they're going bankrupt, they're, they're really going to be filing Chapter 11, not Chapter 7, which means that they're going to be – I think I've got those right. I might have them switched around. Basically, it means that they're going to re- be able to reorganize their, their finances to pay off um, – uh, uh, people they owe without actually having to shut down their business. So it's more like Trump bankruptcies, not like what happened to Circuit City, where they had to go out of business. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it's great because they'll be able to get creditors off their back. But the thing is, is what Warner Brothers announced is that they are going to be releasing all their 2021 titles. They've committed to all their 21 t- 2021 titles are going to get released on HBO Max the same day they're getting released in theaters. Now, why that's a big deal is if they release a home video, well, technically home home streaming, uh, then the theaters obviously are going to have, people are going to have less incentive to go to theaters. And we really don't know what's going to be going on with theaters in the future anyways. There's been such a, a drive to the streaming platform system that even when COVID-19 vaccinations get, get out to a new enough people and we can actually start being social again, how many people are actually going to go out to a theater again anyways? I mean, there are people like me who love the theater experience, yeah. but if you're going to be able to see the same titles on the same weekend and just be able to spend it at home with popcorn and your, and your, your significant other, why not? Right. Well, and I think the, the major difference too, let's not forget is they're not doing what Disney did with Mulan. For example, they're not going to charge you 30 bucks to rent it for uh, you know, a month or whatever it was. Right. Exactly. What it's they're doing it's is free. They're just making as long- it part of their subscription service. Right. So as long as you subscribe to HBO Max, you're going to get the movie. Right. And so that's the main thing. Um, let's do a quick rundown of the titles impacted, which are basically these are all the titles that are coming out from Warner Brothers uh, through 2021. Um, and th- th- there's about 17 titles. So I'm just basically I'm just going to sh- uh, run them off here and give you a little bit of, of what each one is about. If you want to discuss some of the titles, we can jump in. If you hear uh, something in the uh, chat, please jump in and say if you want to do uh, to talk about these. Uh, on January 29th, we have The Little Things, which is a Denzel Washington serial killer movie. Basically, he uh, uh, goes to a town and has to search for a serial killer. Um, in early 2021, we have the film Judas and the Black Messiah, which is actually a biopic of uh, Fred Hampton, who was the leader of the Black Panthers in the late 60s, who was assassinated before he turned 21, right at the age of 21. Uh, March 5th, we have the full-length Tom and Jerry feature with uh, Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, who played, uh, who played Hit Girl. Yeah, who played Hit Girl in the Kick-Ass series. Okay. 
in March 12th, we've got the Soprano sequel called The Many Saints of Newark, which actually takes place in the 60s. Uh, in April 16th, we've got Reminiscence, which is a Hugh Jackman sci-fi vehicle. And then the first major title, the first temple of the summer is May 21st is Godzilla versus Kong. Now this, I, I do need to interject something here is because Netflix actually offered Warner Brothers $270 million to buy this, buy this title. Yeah, I heard about that. That's weird. That's and so, <laughs> no, because actually the funny thing is, is um, Warner Brothers didn't actually finance this title. They co- coordinated with Legendary Entertainment, and Legendary Entertainment put up the majority of the financing. Oh, is that what it and was? yes, and Warner Brothers didn't actually talk to Legendary before they said we're going to put it to streaming, because we don't know what the the financing agreement is between Legendary and Warner Brothers, and who gets what percentage of the subscription based service. So, of course, Legendary would have preferred they sold the title to Netflix, and they would have gotten their money back. Whereas this way, basically Warner Brothers is going to keep a bigger slice of the pie on this title. Makes sense. Uh, June 4th has the new, uh, the next installment in the conjuring franchise called the devil made me do it. Uh, oh June really they're, they're, they're actually pretty well done. Oh, I hear um, that. I just, you know, you're not a horror person. You mean low on my list. If it's a horror film. Exactly. June 18th sees the Linwell, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, Broadway adaptation of in the Heights. Uh, which won the the Broadway or which won the Tony for Best Musical about twelve years ago, I think. Mm. Um, and then June sixteenth has Space Jam: A New Legacy, which is the LeBron James sequel. Uh, August sixth, we see James Gunn's directed DCE reboot of The Suicide Squad, uh, which should be really interesting because they've recast the entire cast except for Margot Robbie, who killed it as as. Uh, uh, Harlequin. So she's coming back as Harlequin, but everyone else has been replaced. For example, uh, Idris Elba is playing Deadshot now instead of Will Smith. Dude, I don't. I don't care what he does. I'll watch that fool do anything. Go ahead. No, seriously, Idris <laughs> is great. Uh, in October first is Dune, which has never ever had a really successful iteration on film, but this one's being directed by Denis Villeneuve, who did uh, Arrival. And this has a lot of uh, a lot of buzz around a lot of promise i guess is the best way to say it um i know exactly. it didn't do well back in the day i know the books are very popular i never really got into it myself but part of me is pretty excited about this dune movie i feel like this is kind of going to be my entryway into dune i hope so oh yeah i mean it, it'll be right in your wheelhouse uh and then uh november 19th um is called king richard and this is a richard williams biopic and richard williams is venus and serena williams father Nice. And then the big one that I'm excited for is December 22nd is the Matrix 4, uh, uh, which I'm dude. excited. And that's going to be directed by uh, Lana Wachowski. So, uh, Can I just tell you? Into, what? I know people talk smack about the Matrix stuff, but like, I cannot wait. For, do you, so I was a little late to the, uh, and we didn't, we haven't talked about this since we recorded last. I was a little late to the John Wick stuff. I love me some Keanu Reeves. I'm also Dude, playing I, Cyberpunk right now, which I know Keanu Reeves is in it. And I can watch that fool do anything. The only thing I haven't seen recently that he's in, I and and I know you've probably seen it. I haven't seen, I haven't watched the Bill and Ted one because the kids couldn't remember oh, the first was, one. It was enjoyable. They haven't watched, they haven't, they don't remember the first two, even though we watched right. them. So I want to rewatch them all. But, um, but I love Keanu Reeves. So I'm super stoked about Matrix. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is great. Uh, let me say a few things about Keanu Reeves. First of all, how long did I have to talk you into? finally watching john wick dude 
Some of those, some of those fight sequences, some of those gun sequences, I just rewound and rewatched. Yeah, like, they're they're fantastic. It's unbelievable how they did that. Yeah, and we're not actually going to be talking about John Wick here at all, but um, I will say that they're not only working on a John Wick four and five, so it's going to be going for nice. a while. There's also going to be a spinoff show called The Continental, which is going to be um, a show based around the the hotel itself. And you're going to in each, from what I understand, each episode is going to feature on a different client of the hotel. <laughs> so that'll be really really cool but not only that um uh, if you want to see a, a really funny recent keanu reeves movie is a couple years ago he did a romantic comedy with winona Ryder called destination wedding what? and it was actually filmed in san luis obispo and Paso robles was it really okay. it was <laughs> and i watched it and he is so nihilistic and morose in the movie and so is winona Ryder. basically it's them going to a destination wedding. They both work out of LA and they're going to a wedding in Paso Robles and they actually call it San Luis Obispo and Paso really? Robles. So wait, hold on a second. Why, why that's significant is that's Will and I met in San Luis Obispo. And oh yeah. So that's why that's right. And I lived in Paso Robles for a little bit. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they go to this destination wedding and the wedding is for Keanu Reeves brother who is one owner writer's ex fiance. And so then they end up falling in love in their communal hatred of the concept of a destination wedding. Awesome. It's, it's pretty darn, it's a pretty darn funny. I mean, it's, it's a tragic type of comedy, but it's great. Um, not only that, I have a big history with the matrix because, um, when I went to Cal Poly, my degree was in history, but I focused on popular culture and one of my, um, best accepted writing pieces that I didn't they actually wanted me to, to print it in the, in the school journal, but I just never submitted it for it. Mm. Um, was an article on the uh, religious coexistence of religions in the Matrix trilogy. And then my theories all got blown out of the water when Lana Wachowski finally came out this year and said what it actually means. Of course. And the whole concept of the Matrix is actually around the the idea of transgenderism. Oh, nice. Because both she and her sister are trans. Right, yeah. And they're, because I, it's just not being part of that experience um, when you take the red pill or the blue pill, those were actually the colors of certain pills you had to take dealing with the hormones that you would do when you're trying to become trans. Interesting. Okay. Exactly. And so and, and when I never realized this cipher in the real world is female, but in the matrix, she's male. Right. Right. And I feel but like, that, really I feel like that was explored in the anime and matrix. Maybe it was, and they don't really explicitly say, right. but so looking back on them, like, yes, it all makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Exactly. So, so it's kind of cool. They're finally coming out because that was something for two decades. People were, what does it really mean? Right. Um, okay. So back to these next four titles are uh, to be announced. So they don't actually have dates announced. They just, they're coming out sometime this year. The first one is the reboot of the Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal they're doing Kombat. it. I'll watch all the Mortal Kombats. I love it. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. So, uh, as long as they bring back the song. That second one, that second one was so cool. So it's Annihilation. Great. It was amazing. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then James Wan, who's behind the Conjuring franchise and the start in the Saw franchise, is coming out with another horror movie called Malignant. Nice. Uh, and then Angelina Jolie, uh, uh, Nick Bernthal, sorry, uh, Joe Bernthal and Nicholas Holt are going to be doing a thriller, a thriller called those who we wish those who wish me dead. So that'll be interesting. And then Clint Eastwood has his newest movie coming out and it's called cry macho. Cool. 
Um, so that's everything we have to do talking about Warner Brothers, unless we really want to delve into the the idea of streaming versus theatrical. But no, I think yeah. I, I think I'm good on that. Um, I'm gonna yeah, bring, it's basically been talked to death this year. <laughs> um, I I just uh, tapped one of my friends to pop in here to talk the Disney stuff with us, if you don't mind. How do you feel about that? No, oh, absolutely. Welcome, more the merrier. So hopefully, will there he is. <laughs> What's, What's up? up? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, uh, well, nice to see your smiling face, Will. I, I know. It's good to see you. It's been so long since we've gotten a chance to talk. You know, last I heard since you moved from Harlem to Jersey, and now you're back in, and now you're in uh, lower Manhattan. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I never moved to Jersey. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> I was in Jersey staying with family um, at our beach house for the summer so I could oh, relax. Must, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And then, um, yeah, I'm back in. Uh, like Lower East Side-ish type of Manhattan. Yeah, I know Mar- Marshall, nice. Marshall told me where you were living. And of course, I had to bring it up on Google Maps because, you know, me, I have a fascination for Manhattan and, and the whole New York City. And you're like a couple blocks from uh, Empire State Building. I mean, it's like right there and you yeah. go out to the corner and you're right there by the Empire. So I am. Yeah, that's really cool. Nice. It's pretty convenient right now. So yeah, a, before we roll through this, I was thinking I threw. Um, yes, there are two wills, one with one L and one with two. Let's let's be clear. Mm-hmm. That's um, so. I also sent your brother a message. I don't know if he wants to jo- join or not. Uh, Will, uh, uh, it, it's up to him. I mean, he might have fallen asleep by now. But oh, it's fine. Um, if he wants to come in, usually, that's fine. If not, I, yeah, I know he's usually to... on the, this late at night. He usually watches on his laptop, so he would have a cam. But I don't know. Yeah, no worries. Okay, let's uh, let's do it. Uh, well, uh, uh, be, <laughs> uh, well, since uh, this is the the usual, you were on, you've been on our show a couple times. Why don't you just tell the audience a little bit about who you are? Oh, who I am? Oh, this is um, who am I, Marshall? I don't know, man. I, I, don't know. I know. Okay, well, you say that, and I totally imagine, imagine Anthony Michael Hall from Breakfast Club, where he's got the pen in his lip, and he goes, "Who am I?" <laughs> I spend so much time with you these days, Will. I just was like, who are we anymore? Who knows? Yeah, I know. Um, so I co-host uh, Just Keep Writing with Marshall and Nick. I um, am based in New York. And when the world opens, I'm based in LA as well. Uh, I work in hair and makeup and editorial and production. So I'm actually going to be working on She-Hulk uh, when it comes, when it starts production in March. Hopefully it's March. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, two things really quick, Marshall. Um, Steve just said in chat that he doesn't know how to activate his camera. Do you want to send him a private message and oh. see if you can help him with that? And Will, why don't you tell, uh, I mean, I don't want to, to out you here, but why don't you tell our Star Wars fans who you have done uh, hair and makeup for? Oh, sure. Um, let's see. Well, Carrie Fisher. I, I knew Aww. Carrie for I knew Carrie for a long time. Uh, since about, I want to say... 2004 um and congratulations to billy for having her baby i know i know adorable yeah and luckily the it wasn't leaked to the media because we all knew for a while oh i'm sure which was nice um and they kept it really private which that's just how they are though they're really oh absolutely Um, family is yeah yeah um oscar isaac i work with i work with a lot i'm booked with him a lot next year Um, oh fantastic and then you know Mark Hamill. I know Mark for a long time as well. Here, yeah, let, so. me, let me bend down to the floor while I pick up that name for you. <laughs> it, it's so funny. It's it's funny talking to Will when I first met him. We're 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 sitting in a, and and picture this. And I may have said this on the usual before, but we have a lot of new listeners, and 
whatever. Uh, so I'm sitting in Utah of all places. This is the first time I've met Will. We're sitting in a, in a dive bar in downtown Provo. And of okay, course, really I'm just quick. trying to find why a beer. Tell I people why you're in Utah. Couldn't get it till 2 p.m. Granted, there's signs that they open at noon. But anyway, so we're sitting in this dive bar and we're having a couple of drinks. And he just starts telling these stories and he keeps saying, Carrie, Carrie. And he said these names. I'm just like, <laughs> who the, who's Carrie? What are we talking about? And he's like, oh, well, Carrie Fisher. And I'm like, all right, I, I have to I have to quit this conversation now. So that, that's Will that I know and I love him and he's awesome. That's where you say you win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's I mean, yeah, I you know, I always tell stories about her, but she was great. I mean, everyone, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you would everything that you would want her to be, which is kind and funny and just witty, she was exactly that. You know, you know, I mean you guys know me and Marshall, I mean, we're huge Star Wars fans. That's the whole point of why we started this show. But um, my favorite things that the Carrie's ever done are outside of Star Wars. Um, I mean, her her work as a as a script doctor in Hollywood is legendary. Um, not only if she's fixed so many things, but she wrote postcards from the edge, which is fantastic um, work about talking about her and her mom and uh, any of her any, any of her personal stuff. Her, her great like wishful drinking is just fantastic. Um, and <laughs> One of my favorite bits, if and this is totally inside Hollywood type of humor, but The Aristocrats is such a funny documentary about a hundred different comedians telling the filthiest joke ever. And her take on it is so gosh darn filthy, bringing in her mom and her dad and golden showers and... <laughs> And and it's so filthy, but it's so hilarious. And to kind of give you an idea about how filthy this joke, I mean, because I don't want to run into go on, we'll just watch it. It's called The Aristocrats. But Bob Saget, who is the like the cleanest comedian ever, is so filthy stand-up that his version of this joke, where every, basically the whole concept is the, sh- the movie is everyone's telling their joke, right? And it takes people a couple minutes to tell their joke. His was so long and so filthy, they had to cut it up and intersperse it throughout the entire movie. And he finally finishes the joke near the end, and it has to do with the full house girls, and it's just filthy. But it's so funny. But Carrie Fisher was just, when she was telling the, her part of the story, she was lounging at her house and on a fountain and something, just lounging on her side, smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer or a martini or something, and just hilarious. It was so Carrie, um, from, from what I can see from the outside, not knowing it personally. It was just like... Have, have you seen, her, have you ever seen pictures of her of her house? Uh, no. Well, just okay. for, except for, for what was shown in the aristocrats. Okay. So when you go in Carrie's house, um, so she lives literally down the hill from her mom, right? So her mom was always coming over when we would be over. And Carrie's house, you walk in and there's Christmas tree that is always up, no matter what, with lights. And she used to have these rotating... Um, during Christmas time is when they would change it. So the one year... I guess it was when I was living out in LA full time. It was like 2012. She had all star Wars and then she had all sex toys that um, were also dressed up as star Wars. So (laughs) you would walk into this house and it literally was like a museum. 
I would be I would be just, surprised she was so into to Christmas considering the traumatic experience of the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, she like loves it. In fact, she actually has a copy of the holiday special, and when she has guests over during the holiday, I know she would make she would make us it. rewatch it. She would make us rewatch it all the time. I hate to say, I actually and, have it. I have a digital copy on my computer that I watch every year. <laughs> well, so what you casually said was you sat down and watched the Star Wars holiday special with Carrie Fisher, correct? Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. want, oh, I I just want to be clear what we're saying. And I'm sure yes. everybody's drinking up a storm watching it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Casually. <laughs> Casually. The best thing is, is like, I also like obviously know Billy and everything. So Billy would be like, mom, really? We got to watch this again. Oh, <laughs> so please, then tell me, start- please tell me people would like call Billy lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> they, would just, they would just be like, Billy, what is the, like, we don't understand. Like, what is the problem? So everyone would start reciting their favorite lines from the film because a lot of people would come over, have seen it a million times. And of course, a little known fact is actually the introduction of Boba Fett before Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. And and really quick, those who don't know Carrie too much outside of uh, Star Wars, her mom is is Hollywood legend Debbie Reynolds. And um, and and so casually dropping her mom was there. I mean, (laughs) she lived down from her mom. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, so she lives like she lives like down down the hill or yeah, down the hill. Her mom's down the hill from her. Yeah. Um, so her mom would always be coming over and a lot of times we would be watching TV in Carrie's bed. We Ouch. rarely ever watched it actually in the um <laughs> living room. So on that note, always in Carrie's bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've I've been in bed with Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> so well, let's just be very clear, Mister One L over here. Yeah. You didn't just know Carrie. This wasn't oh, I did Carrie's hair a couple times. Like no, you knew her you, you you had a very intimate friendship with her. It sounds like like so. This was, isn't you know I was casual. really lucky because it did start off just as like me doing her hair and makeup and stuff like that. But when I was living in LA full time, she actually came and saw me and um, she knew that I wrote and everything. And she was just, again, everything that you hear about her, she was the funniest, most hilarious, kindest person you would want. But also um, I would say complicated in the best way. You know, she struggled with addiction. Well, aren't you know, the best people she, the most complicated? Yeah, but there was never an ounce of um, viciousness, meanness, two-sidedness. She was who she was, and she was very unapologetic about it, but also like the most tender of hearts, I would always describe her as. And like literally like hilarious. I don't think they've ever mentioned this in any of the books that came out. And maybe Billy will, but she wrote more than she published. She probably has a good 20 books that she's written well, and, that and she's never she's, wanted to publish. And she's also very adamant about not getting credit for any of her script doctor work. I mean, she was famous yeah. for it, but not for the titles. And yeah. I'm sure if we ever saw a list of the titles she did, we would just be blown away. And she, and, and she got paid handsomely for those script doctorates. Oh, and from what I heard from by the end of it, she was getting paid at least a million dollars per, per script doctoring. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why, and she said this before, is that the reason she didn't want credit for it is because she felt like uh, what she was doing was really mentoring the new screenwriters who wrote things or the things. And she didn't want to take away from that. She felt like those people put in their hard work. She felt she was more of like an editor. 
you know, about crafting the best possible situation. Yeah, these weren't her stories. It was just her giving a better structure. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, which, which is, she's a writer's writer. Exactly. Well, guys, I, we could talk Carrie Fisher some more if we want. We totally could. I, mean, um, I, I say, I say we have hella Disney news to talk about, but we, do. we also okay. have another person on this. Uh, okay. Do you want to say words before I introduce you or what? Yeah. Go. Well, it's not yeah. one, one L. It's mm-hmm. not the latest slave outfit anymore. Oh, no. She's the hut slayer. Yes. The hut oh, absolutely. Slayer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just want every time we talk about Carrie, I just always want to make sure we bring that up to change the name. I think that's important. It is the Hut Slayer. And that voice you hear is Nick Bright, my other co-host for Just Keep Writing, who has joined us to talk geeky, Star Wars-y, Disney stuff with us because he's awesome and he's here. And we're glad you got away from the the fam for a bit here, buddy. (laughs) They're calm. I know. I was going to say, I don't hear a lot of background noise. I'm pretty excited. This never happens. (laughs) Super grateful for it. You know, like, I'm not quite sure what's up, but maybe one of them will come out screaming in a minute. But we'll see. Anyway, probably about 10 minutes before I jumped on, there was some noise and I was like, this is going to be bad. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys are here, at least for a little bit, um, to talk about some of this stuff. Um, It's Will's birthday. um, And you're three of my favorite people on the planet, to be honest. And um, to sit down and talk to you guys again, it's been a while, so I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I'm going to turn it over to two L's here, birthday boy, and you go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about, and uh, we'll chime in when appropriate. All right. Um, so we're basically we're just going to be talking about what was announced during the Disney Investor Call last Thursday. Um, and so, if you don't know what an investor call is, it's basically Disney does in most major companies, they'll do some, something for the shareholders, especially in the, uh, the, the production companies sort of thing. Um, and they'll give, you know, earnings updates and, uh, you know, just updates throughout the company. But when you're dealing with a, a production company like Disney or, you know, Warner brothers, or whatever, they're going to be also be talking about projects that are in the pipeline. Um, so let's get the, the, the bad stuff out of the way. First of all, Disney's obviously operating at a loss this year, just like almost every company is. And most of it is from their lack of being able to have Disneyland open since March. So that's a major uh, hindrance right now. And from what I, I think I heard from the, 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 the call was that they're laying off another 32,000 people from the theme park um, a branch over the next three months. From unfortunately, this is on top of the twenty thousand they let go a few say, months ago. Let a whole bunch of people off. Uh. Yeah, unfortunately, most of the people that were let go, the twenty thousand that were let go, were out of like the the college program and most of the the, the newer hourly employees. I mean, some people that have maybe been there for five or ten years, but they were still you know, basic basic cast members. You know what I mean? We're not talking about management or anything like that, right? Or if we were, they're talking, you know, low level uh, floor type management. Um, well, now they're getting deeper into the cuts, which is unfortunate. But, you know, it's just it's what's happening as a recourse as a, as a what's happening after COVID. So, um, but let's get to the fun stuff. The, the the big structural change news that's coming out is, I mean, uh, Disney is a half owner of Hulu. And um, basically, they are making Hulu International is going away. So, basically, Hulu, Hulu won't be a thing outside the United States. And they're changing everything outside of the United States that's not Disney Plus into a new streaming service called Star. And uh, this is based on, I believe there's a, a, the international network they own out of Indian Britain called star or something. And they're basically tying into that, which already has an international 
name recognition. Um, and the reason why you kind of have to do that is because you got to remember Disney owns companies, and especially with with bringing in a 20th century. Um, it's not Fox anymore. It's 20th century instead of 20th century Fox. Um, you're going to have some R-rated titles, and you just really can't release those on Disney Plus. You've got to and you've got to keep Hulu open for that reason, exactly. um, as well as and we'll get to it later. But they're they're like um, uh, they've re-upped uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which is not a family friendly show. And so very similar to like how Disney's in the past owned Miramax or Dimension Films or um, other titles that they would or other companies that they would use for distributing uh, something other than PG or G films. Right. And so that's why they're, they're using star. So now we're basically just going to go through the different branches of Disney production company. And we're going to talk about what they have planned for the coming year and more. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is Disney television studios. This is the stuff that would normally produce stuff for like Disney uh, TV, freeform stuff like that. But these are all the series that are going to be uh, series and movies that are going to be working for Disney plus over the next year. And, and so, hey, well, um, yeah. Question. Um, yes. since we have these two guys here, I want to do this section that you've got up here. Um, uh-huh. do you want to jump? Maybe I know I don't, I don't want to, I can do this in editing too. mix it around. I don't know if these guys want to stay for every section of this, but I know they want to talk about, um, star Wars and, um, the other stuff too. So let's okay, do, do, do we want to hit the biggies first. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Or we do, let's do what you're, what, the next section and then skip that stuff and jump down to uh, Lucasfilm. And the yeah, we can skip stuff. National Geographic and, and yeah. Hulu and Star for later. And then we'll come back and hit those afterwards. Full. Yeah, that's, cool. that's my thought. Yeah. All right. So Disney Television Studios are actually going to be doing a continuation series. It's not a reboot or a remake or anything. It's just a, an added on series for Beauty and the Beast. And they're bringing back not only Luke Evans and Josh Gad as um, Gaston and LeFou from the, uh, I think it was 2017 um, live action version with Emma Watson, but they're bringing back Alan Mankin to do the music. So this will be fantastic. There's no time frame yet. Um, and Beauty and the Beast is, of course, a working title. I'm sure they're going to change it to something like Gaston and LeFou or something like that. Well, see, and that intrigues me more. I couldn't watch the, the Beauty and the Beast one. And I've talked to you about this before. I just, it was, in my opinion, shot for shot, the original, and I just couldn't redo it. Yeah, they just added in the bubonic plague stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I like whoa, the cartoon. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you say it's shot for shot like the original? Like the original, like the cartoon, the live action was, in my opinion, when I, I watched, I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I Maybe not shot for shot, but definitely scene for scene. It was close, man. It was frustrating for me. But anyway, go ahead. I'm not the biggest fan of some of the live action reboots. I didn't watch, I didn't watch The Lion King or Jungle Book either. So soon. Okay. Well, well actually, we'll, we're going to be coming to one when okay. we get, when we get to uh, Warner Brothers Pictures, we're going to be coming to a title of my brother, because oh, I was talking to him on the phone for a couple hours the other day. And uh, and I said this title, and he's like, "Oh shit, not with that one." And then I said, "He's starring," and he goes, "Okay, I'll go see it." So we'll get to that one later. Um, they're doing a remake of the Swiss Family Robinson series. Uh, I don't know about so, that. Do you? Um, I don't know. It, again, just depends on how good it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Disney. It all depends on the story. Right. Um, they're now that they own Fox, they're going to be actually doing a uh, Percy Jackson in the, the Olympians series. I, I like those. Those are good. Um, and this is going to be a series, not films. Cool. So I don't know if they're going to be starting from the beginning or if they'll start off with the third book because they did the first two movies from the really beginning. 
It, it's got to be from the beginning. Yeah. You would think. Well, yeah, it is. Really yeah. Know, right? yeah. yeah well I know. Knows. Yeah. Um, Rick Riordan hated the movies and Disney actually publishes him. Mm-hmm. And he never wanted to say when the movies were coming out that he hated them because he knew he loved all the actors. He loved the people that were actually on set making the film, but he did not like the direction that they went. And he was very vocal behind the scenes. And then when it ended, he really came out full force of saying, this is actually what I didn't want to happen. And that's why they decided to create a Disney plus series starting from the beginning. Cool. Um, inside information. Gotta love that. Uh, yeah. Cause he gets released through Hyperion press, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the Disney young adult arm. So I'm awesome. so excited for this series. <laughs> yeah, this my kids this are series stoked, was a game changer for me. Like, like, my kids listen I all the audio books. My, my daughter's read all the books. She <laughs> loves that series. So yeah. Cool. Um, shooting back to the 80s and 90s, we're getting a relaunch of the Mighty Ducks in a movie called Game Changers. And Emilio Estevez is being brought back and they're adding Lauren Graham to the cast. Honestly, yeah, if, well, they didn't, if they didn't have Emilio, I think it, I wouldn't bother. But I love those movies. And my kids really enjoyed them. Is he, is he coming back as Bombay? He is. He's coming back as Bombay. And this is basically Mighty Ducks 4. Ah, oh, so cool. I love it. I would I would love it if they brought back uh, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. What's he doing? He's not doing anything. Get him in there. <laughs> uh, actually, I can't think of anything no, he's major done. he's done since Fringe. Yeah, no, he... I remember after Fringe, I think... I, I feel like I saw him in something after Fringe, but that was the last real time, I think. I love that show, too. I, he was great. Oh, it was great. Show. And, of course, Dawson's Creek, which... Right. Continue. Um, they're doing a remake of Turner and Hooch, the Tom Hanks film. Um, and that's coming out in 2021, and it's going to start Josh Peck in the uh, the Turner role. Good work. Um, okay. <laughs> there's a new movie called Big Shot coming up in 2021, starring John Stamos. And then hey, there's Stamos a best selling, is amazing, by the way. I love Stamos. I have it's a really just wonder, right? I, totally right. He's I have a, the I, same for decades. I have a funny stainless story. My sister and I actually, uh, when I was living down in LA, my sister visited me for one Christmas and we decided to take a day off and we went to go to Knott's Berry Farm. And Stamos, when he was married to Rebecca Romaine, uh, were there. Because if you don't know, Stamos is a huge Disney fan. Huge, huge, huge Disney fan. Because if you, if you know Disneyland, they've basically had four of the major Disneyland signs, you know, at the entrance to the parks. Yeah. He bought the one that was retired in 1999. Really? He literally bought the sign. Oh, I know. Right. So anyway, so we go to the park and they're in line behind us. Like every single ride we go to, it's like they were following us around the park and we're like, okay, we've got to get away from these two. Right. Because it literally was like, they were sucking us. We're like, we're going to go to the gun show. Right. We did to the, the live action stunt show. So we went down, we got our seats. Then we looked two rows down and who's sitting there. (laughs) Stay most in the remain. They knew. They knew. Uh, that you knew what you were doing in the park, man. So they were just following your your lead. I know, right? Jeez, it was, was Romain. Romain couldn't get, keep her eyes off my ass. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> a man can dream, right. dude. A man can dream. I know, right? Give me, give me my little my little fantasies here. I'm 45. You looked at me first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then there's a, 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 a best-selling book series called The Mysterious Benedict Society, which I've never heard of. But when you cast Tony Hale and Kristen Shaw as your stars, it's going to be funny. 
I love Kristen Shaw, it's, man. She's so this, the books are amazing. Oh, are they? That it's based on. Yeah. I've Why don't you give us a quick, uh, quick rundown of what the, the series is about? It is um, about a kids who discover um, a mystery society and each book is unraveling the mystery and there's an overreaching arc uh, throughout the whole entire series and it's not done. But it is, I would say it's a mixture of like Lemony Snicket's um how good books. is it compared to umbrella academy it's different than umbrella academy umbrella academy is much more serious in tone and this fantastic. is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be whimsical oh awesome but okay. really built really well so think of kind of like on the level of percy jackson but in a mystery setting with a little bit of a supernatural mystery oh fantastic I'll look, I'll oh look Oh. Yeah, a ser- think of it like a series of unfortunate events is really good because there is a mystery within them. But these ones dive into the mystery aspect. I think episodic wise, it'll work really well. I really like that movie, by the way. Lemony Snicket's with Jim Carrey. Oh, did you ever watch the series on Netflix? That's one with to watch. Neil Patrick Harris. I, I did not actually. So awesome. Okay, really quick. If you can't tell, my cat has decided okay, to take up happened? right in front of my camera. I turn away <laughs> for a second. It was either that or your arm, and you're trying to rub something off the camera. Yeah, I, I thought you were know. trying to hide something or something. That's <laughs> no, my cat. He's moved now. That's that's a discus. All right, all right. So we're gonna skip uh, National Geographic, Hulu and Star, Hulu FX, and we'll come back to those. We're gonna start up with Lucasfilm, and we're gonna talk about their Disney Plus series because Lucasfilm has decided to go all out, very much how Marvel is, and they <sighs> they've already announced. <laughs> The, the, they're basically they had already announced two titles uh andor which is the um and if you want to queue up the video here marshall if you want to do that for andor um this is the prequel basically to rogue one and it's going to be where casting andor is getting his big break into the resistance movement and they uh they released a because it's already been announced so basically released like, like a little minute and a half long trailer here so let's go ahead and watch this well keep talking for a second um, well, so, okay, so again, it's casting Andor. So, you know, spoiler alerts, shut your ears in three, two, one. If you've watched Rogue One, you know that basically everyone dies at the end. So, <laughs> this has got to be a prequel to Rogue One. And so, this is casting Andor. And I hope they bring, well, I'm almost positive they're bringing in K2SO because I believe, um, um, oh, who is that is the voice of K2SO? Isn't it? The stream, though. Hold on. I got I to gotta stop this. Okay, isn't it Simon Pegg that does K two S O? Anybody want? No, no it's, it's um, Adam. Uh, no, it's it's. Oh, uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan, Tudyk. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Alan Tudyk is our, uh, has been, I believe, cast for Andor. So, I forget Simon pa- pa- Simon Pegg played uh, plot or whatever the one who sold and, the credits. On car plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah plot. I won't be able to do this the way I thought. So. Keep talking. We can come back to this in a minute. Give me a minute. Okay, we'll come back to Andor in a minute. The other title, and we don't actually have a sizzle reel for this one, but we know that they're already doing Obi-Wan Kenobi because they'd already been in production before we went into uh, lockdown. And now they're going back to production. And guess who they have cast to come back? Hayden, Hayden Christensen, Christensen is going to be coming back as Darth Vader. I feel like people aren't excited, and I'm bummed that they're not excited. No, it's all over Twitter that they are all excited for this. Yo, it's a redemption it role for him. It's redemption because if, look, let's be honest. Other than the original trilogy, 
The others have all fallen short. Well, you know what? I'd like to debate that. For I a like minute. the sequels. We, we we can debate that, and I like I just Solo, think, especially like for the a lot. the the episodes one through three. Hayden got ripped on his role, how he portrayed but, it, and stuff like that. Well, and I think he's a really good actor. So I think this is a want, redemption. If you want to see time. something really good with Hayden Christensen in it, watch the movie Glass, which is yeah, uh, not, good not Glass, uh, Broken Glass, Broken Glass, and it's where he plays a. Uh, a writer for the Atlantic who a true story that about uh, Stephen glass, who was a writer who made up his stories, who fabricated his stories for the Atlantic. And I believe he was actually nominated for an Emmy for that role. And he is fantastic in that. And I'm actually, I, I actually liked the movie jumper. Um, I, and I wish jumper uh, was good. Uh, it's, such, it's such a good one. And they actually do. They do have sequels of jumper in uh, a Yahoo series. So, um, so the downside of doing it this way is that you guys won't be able to see it unless you're in Twitch. Um, yeah, so I'm watching Twitch, so I can see it. Why don't yes, we? Sir. Do you want to do it or no? Yes, uh, I'm all for doing it because our, our our people in the chat are watching it. Well, we, I just want to make sure people in the chat can actually hear it too. So it might be a tech issue. We'll find out in a second. We shall find out. We'll test with this one, then we'll know if we can play the others. All right. All right so this that. is the the new trailer for Andor. Okay. I can't hear a. That's what you haven't clicked. You haven't clicked play yet. No, I did. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't hear any sound. You're not Nick. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it in in Zoom because I'm not sharing my screen. It's playing in Twitch. Oh yeah, okay. So that's the problem. You guys, I, I'm in Twitch. Go. Okay, so you're not here. Everything I did, I did for the rebellion. One in many ways. It's a film that connected new audiences with the, the oldest fans. It was a bittersweet feeling, you know, in the premiere, knowing that it was just one film. But then magic happens, right? As you can see, we're getting ready. We're building stages, we're rehearsing, we're training, we're trying costumes, we're doing everything to make sure we do the best show. I'm really excited having the chance to explore Cassian. It's really fun to go on a set that is emulating something you like so much. The enormity of this is like doing a big feature film. It's very cinematic. For me, that's where the excitement is. 12 episodes, 12 scripts, over 200 named cast members, over 6,000 crowd people, a lot of creatures that come in from the creature department. We treat this exactly like we would have would have filmed. There is no difference in our approach. Every creature and droid that we've been building has the same care, level of attention, detail as the previous films. It's huge, it's thrilling, but also it's wonderfully challenging. There's tons of possibilities to explore. It is the building of a revolution. Thoughts? Um, two things. Sorry, I had to get off camera for a minute. I had to go blow my nose. Um, I'm really excited for this for, for a major reason is that they have the Mandalorian blueprint to work off of now. Sure. So they know a quality they have to strive for. So um, as long as they strive for that quality of content, then I think they're going to be good. Nick looks like he, he has things. Say a thing, Nick. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. 
that with so many of these being released, I'm actually really excited for this one. I want to I want to see the story. I want to get sucked into it. The Mandalorian has a great blueprint. However, who's going to be directing it? That's a really good case. I don't know. It's really so much. The if it's not Favreau and his team, I'm skeptical. Well, it's not. It's not going to be Favreau and Filoni. I mean, they might be producers on it. I'm, I'm sure they're going to be producers, but they're not going to be the showrunners because not only are they doing Mando, but uh, we're actually going to talk about uh, the next thing on our list is they're actually doing another series. Yeah, they are. Um, so we'll come back to that in a minute. But the thing is, is because Lucasfilm is starting to take the same model of hierarchy and 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 creatorship that Marvel does, as as long as it's people that are in the pipeline. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because you're going to have Kennedy and Favreau and Filoni at the head, making sure they're staying in line. I, and I hope so. Like, and, and that and that's the one thing I fear is Mandalorian has a ton of success. And now they're just throwing a whole bunch of other stuff out there to try to mimic that. But and they fall fair, short they on some have, of these stories. This has been in the works for a while. They've yeah. This has been in the about, works for a long time. And they've also been talking about Obi-Wan for a while too, which we'll get to. I I don't know. I feel like. Do you I, think it, Mandalorian was the the test? I think so. I think I it was and, the test. And I don't think that. I don't think Disney is is throwing. I don't think this. None of this is an accident. Is what I'm saying. So no, it's not like Disney's no. like, hey, let's try this Mandalorian, and then okay, let, let's do all this stuff. They've been working on this stuff, and they had a feeling that it would work, and they knew the Mandalorian. I think because it's Filoni, because it's um uh homeboy, um. I think that they knew um, that that would work and that would inspire all these other things to make them go forward, in my opinion. Yeah. And in asking a question about whether Mandalorian was the test, it's I mean, who have they turned to to do their first major things in almost every format? It's been Favreau. Favreau's had a huge relationship with, yeah. with Disney. I mean, remember who, who directed Iron Man? Favreau. Yeah. Who directed Jungle Book and Lion King? Favreau. He directed He's, Tomorrowland. It's, it's like... Um, uh, his successes are kind of I, mind I, <laughs> I know Will with one L has uh, insider information and some opinion on this one as well. He's kind of chomping at the bit to you. Go, Will. Call her yeah, back at us here. For you to finish. So the director of the first three episodes is um, Tony Toby Haynes, who directed Black Mirror. So if you watch his episodes of what he directed in Black Mirror, he's going to have a very specific vision. Um, And also, I want to roll back for a minute. I think Dave Filoni is amazing. I think Jon Favreau has a nice track record, but also a very predictable story beat. When you look at the episodes that were really outstanding, it is with Dave Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard... And um, a couple of the other directors yeah, who yeah. are directing some other things for um, Lucasfilm. I think yeah, but if he, so- but but like we yeah. said, that Favreau does the first sets because he is safe. He's predictable because Disney likes safe and predictable. Well, I think what's what was nice though, if you look at the breakout episodes of The Mandalorian, it has always been with. Um, if you actually read like a lot of what's going on variety without John Favreau's heavy hand in it, like they actually let Bryce um, Dallas Howard take the reins as far as direction. And then in the second season, um, John and Dave both said to each of the directors, 
we again did the blueprint for the first couple episodes. We want you to take the reins and go. And Dave only had a heavy hand in Ahsoka's episode because he created her with George. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think um, I think Favreau and Filoni are are basically becoming the Feige of the Lucasfilm market because yeah. um, they're basically doing that. They're they're mentoring the upcoming Russos and Guns and. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy who does uh, the Spider-Man movies who just got signed on to do um, Fantastic Four. Um, And we'll get to him later. John Watts. Yeah, John Watts. Thank you. Um, You know, they're the ones that they'll let these people come in and do. I mean, there's no way you're going to start with James Gunn to run your franchise. You know what I mean? He's the one that you bring in to spice it up. You know what I mean? So, so that's great. And actually, I just looked up and Marshall, you're going to love this. Uh, Todd Haynes, his Black Mirror episode was uh, USS Callister. Oh, my God. Oh, and he <laughs> so much. And he also did uh, the Reichenbach oh Fall God. episode of Sherlock. And he did the Impossible Astronaut episode of Doctor Who. So oh, I love he's, that this guy has definitely got a great track record. Oh. Man. So and uh, I did look at it, and Tony Gilroy, who's a longtime uh, Hollywood writer, he does he does the Born series, um, is a writer for Andor, and also George Lucas is writing an episode. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That so yeah. that should be interesting. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the other series in, in Disney Plus series. The one that Favreau and Filoni are going to be working on is a Mando spinoff called Rangers of the New Republic, and a lot of people are. I mean. Well, you might have some inside information, but the, the 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 stuff that I'm hearing is that it might be based around the Rangers that that Cara Dune worked with. Any thoughts? Um, I can say there's an NDA. <laughs> uh, yeah, Why don't you sign, I can, a Disney NDA? Can, no way. Yeah, I can say Cara is definitely in it. There's other surprises that will be thrown in the mix. All right, so next quarter we'll bring you back on and see if the NDA is lifted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the NDA is lifted. I think in January or February. Okay. Yeah, that's all that's I can uh, say. But Kara is definitely going to be in it. That's like a for sure. I right. can't like everyone can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. it's called Rangers of the New Republic. It's a Mando spinoff. It's going to have Kara doing yeah, that. Makes, Come yes. on. Can I just say I love Gina Carano? Yeah. You know, she's. I love her in some stuff. Like I love I, her in Fast and Furious in the bits that she they, she was in six in that one. Uh, she was in um, oh gosh, I can't remember the the movie that she did with uh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, it was her first breakout role. Um, I, really, I I haven't seen a movie where I've been disappointed in her. Let's just I, she's she has an acting style fit for George Lucas's writing. Let me just put it that way. Yes, I'm. She's. She's not. She's 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 rather what kind of similar to the, the slight that Hayden Christensen gets. Yeah, but when she gets the right script, she's definitely much more human, which I like. And I think yeah. that that was, and I think that was drawn out of her in Mando. Exactly, and I think her her rendition in Kara is going to be really good in the Ranger series. She was actually really good in Deadpool too when she played Angel. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that that was the perfect role for her. Um. So I'm um, I'm excited for her to get a bigger role in a series and things like that. Um, I, I will say right now is kind of a I have not watched anything of Vando season two yet because I am waiting for the finale and I'm just going to binge the whole eight episodes. Well, <coughs> so the finale is this I Friday. One more you got like three more days. I know. So basically, this coming weekend is going to be my Mando weekend. Um, so I have not watched Ahsoka's return. I have not watched uh, the episode where. 
the child's name is released, all this stuff. I haven't watched any of that yet. I don't know how you've done it. I have good willpower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm really excited because I'm really excited to see. And I, I've heard rave reviews of the Bryce Dawson Howard episode, and I can't wait mm-hmm. to see Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, speaking of that, uh, the next series that was announced is Ahsoka is getting her own um, series. Now, what I'm really kind of curious is, is this going to be based around the time she's on Mando or is it going to be the time um, near the end of Rebels where because I I hear this series is she's looking for um, Thrawn. Yeah, I got the impression it was it was kind of post Rebels or somewhere in there, mm -hmm. like before she meets the Mandalorian. Okay, well, I'm hoping they they, they, they somewhere work as same time, isn't it? It's. It's the same time, and actually, the three shows uh, are going to lead to one big thing. Yes, awesome. Yes, this is my Arrowverse crossover happening well, in other say, places. That, that reminds me of uh, you know the crossovers with uh, with all um, the CW WB. Stuff. Okay, let's make it's, clear what the three shows you're talking about are: Mando, Rangers, and Ahsoka. Yeah, they're all going to converge into one big thing, but. Um, You'll see it alluded into the press. I can say this too. Um, but it's not what people think. I think people are thinking it's going to be like each episode is going to carry another story and they'll be back to back. Nope. It's bigger than that. What I, what the, one thing that they teased in, in row in uh, sorry, in solo that they need to bring back is the concept of the black sun uh, criminal empire headed by Darth Maul. Yeah, that'd be cool. Darth Maul is dead by then. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying that they need to bring that they back do. at yeah, some point. Totally. All right. So the next thing we have in, and, and this is a trailer you might want to get ready to queue up, Marshall, is the trailer for the Bad Batch, and this is a direct spinoff of the Clone Wars, and this is, uh, I believe, it's three dro- uh, dro- uh, clones um, that either they removed. I can't remember. They either removed the 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 implant that caused the Order sixty six to to take effect. Or it misfired in them, right? And so these are the, the bad batch of clones that did not execute Order 66. Is that correct? Something like that. The bad batch were um, genetically manipulated to each have a different ability. So some of them were stronger. Some of them were faster. Think of it like the X-Men for the Star Wars universe. And they didn't have a chip. That chip, um, that story is going to be told in the first few episodes of what happened. Okay, awesome. Okay, so so, um, and the reason why I, I know this is a, a direct spinoff is actually you'll see in the trailer they actually have the logo of Clone Wars like burn itself into Bad Batch, which is awesome. Nice. So let's go ahead and yeah. watch this. Right. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic 
quite an impressive display. <laughs> animation style is directly from it's clone war spinoff for sure i mean obviously you see it at the end but it's it's that's badass i love it yeah, you meet absolutely. them in the last season of clone wars yeah, I mean, they, I, they're in the I first few episodes them, so. and anytime we can bring tarkin in it's a good day um mm-hmm. uh, i will say that you got to give it to this that whether it's a cartoon or live action lucasfilm nails art direction and cinematography this is where we get to the things that we well will might know some stuff, but where we we as a general public know very little. Um, there's a new series coming out called Star Wars Visions, which really had no information along with it. Um, Lando, which hasn't been specified at least the general public whether it's going to focus on Donald Glover or Billy D. Williams. So two L's. Look at Will's face. I know, right? <laughs> That's when you know he's trying to not say a thing he, he wants to say. There's four series here that we really don't know much about. Um, and if you can speak about any of them at the end, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so that's Lando. And then this is one I'm most excited about just for the title. And it's a new series called The Acolyte, which is basically the dark side version of a Padawan. Right. And so I really cannot wait for that. And then a series called A Droid Story. So, Will? Well, and you and I, Will, before Will talks, um, we played Star Wars The Old Republic for a decade now. And, and yes. that's, when if you play Dark Side, that's how you're referred to if you play, you know, a, a Sith aspiring uh, tune, right? It's like you're yeah, an you're, acolyte, you're an, you know? Yeah, you're an acolyte who plays on Korriban, which is mm-hmm. actually in, in, in uh, the canon, it's now Moribond, right? Yeah. So, so Will? Um... What can I say? Don't get fired. Um, <laughs> yes, don't get fired. It's just a podcast that comes out sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Um, it is. Lando's going to be really fun. Um, so Donald Glover. I'm, I'm friends. <laughs> I'm friends. Yeah. Don't get him in trouble, um, dude. I'm friends with the one mean person who it's about. The next mean person who is the same person I've only met once. Okay. okay. Vague enough. That's gotcha. <laughs> um, I can actually tell you guys in the chat, not in the Twitch chat, in our chat, say, but it's the, it's gonna be chat. it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I th- I, I think I've already put this together myself. So, and that, and oh, that's, yeah, that makes that sense. was my assumption. By the way, yeah, nice. Um, it is going to be. From what uh, Donald oh, said. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Um, it's going to be really cool. Awesome. Sounds awesome. Is, is this going to be like a, a reflection type series then? Am I allowed to ask that? Are you allowed um, to answer that? We don't know yet. Don't really don't know. We know the pitch that was given. Um, I know the pitch that was given because I talked to them. Um, we'll see. That, I, you know, that that's just exciting. Uh, um. I would be very happy to see a Lando series featuring Donald Glover. Now, real quick, do we know if is the Acolyte and the Droid story both live action as well? Do we know that? I think the Droid one is animated. Yeah, that one I think I heard was animated. The Acolyte, I really would like to see that live action. I'd be really interested to see a dark side centric 
live um, action story live action i think that'd be amazing i'm actually i'm hoping a droid story is very similar to like forces of destiny which was very female centric um i'm hoping this is now just droid centric and it's going to be you know a different episode based around each different droid right so we'll get k2so we'll get lee we'll get bb8 we'll get r2d2 c3po yeah that'd be sick Dude, if they don't, if they're doing that, and these are like little fifteen-minute cartoons, and they don't do one about one of the sweepers on the Death Star, I will be upset. I will write it because I want to see a cartoon about that. I see, I see the chat. Will don't worry. Okay, you're making this difficult, but I love having you here. <laughs> yeah. All right, and so that's the last of the Star Wars Lucasfilm series coming for Disney Plus. There is another Lucasfilm title that's not Star Wars based, and this is a relaunch of Willow. And they are bringing back Warwick Davis. And question for you, gentlemen. How do I personally, I loved Willow. And I think this is exciting and fun. And I think it's going to hopefully kind of be dark like the first one. But I don't know. How do you guys Mm -hmm. feel about bringing back Willow? And Warwick Davis uh, is phenomenal. I love him. Dude, he hasn't aged in 40 years. I was going to say, he's looked the same as well. I'll say this about Willow. It was one of the very few fantasy type movies as a kid that I grew up that I was allowed to watch by myself. And then that's just the nature of most of the fantasy stuff always had a naked woman appear somewhere. (laughs) And my mom didn't like that. So here we are five years old trying to watch Conan. Um, (laughs) But I, it was, that was a childhood favorite of mine. We'd watch it every time it came on TV. We'd made sure we got the popcorn ready for it. You know, we my family wasn't into Conan, but I don't know, Steve, if you remember, but we watched a lot because I think my dad liked it. We watched uh, Mark Singer in the Beastmaster. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That, yeah. to Isn't this that day, great? one of the creepiest scenes ever is when he meets the cloaked people. Oh, yeah. How they eat. Like, just yep. to this day, nightmares when I was a kid. And I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh, Dark okay. Crystal still gives me nightmares. Although, although I don't know if I want if I ever need to see John Amos in a loincloth again. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Crystal's terrifying though. That one scared the shit out of me. Still, I don't oh, know. totally. <laughs> um, Will any Will any thoughts on Willow? A lot of Will talk. Um, well, Willow is actually not a reboot. It's a continuation. Right, it's, it's thirty a years. Sequel, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's thirty yeah, years after everything launch, happened. I don't think I said reboot, but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just because everyone, because some people are like, no, it's like a reboot, and I was like, no, it's actually going to be continued. No, there's many. Um, everyone says reboot now whenever they're taking it. It's, it's not always a reboot. So. They're coming back to it is what they're doing. Making exactly. Sequel. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm excited to see what they can do with it. Cool. Is cool. Val Kilmer coming back? Oh, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know anyone. I, on that I only. I only ask that because Val Kilmer's gotten extremely large in the last few. He years. has, Val but from what I understand, uh, he's what I understand, he lost a lot of weight for the Top Gun reboot or re- re- remake. I mean, not. It's not like he slimmed down to being back to being Iceman. I mean, that's like no, impossible. Yeah, but he's no longer Steven Seagal size. <laughs> See, and I'm I'm bringing this up because his his role in Willow was a very fit warrior, and so if they bring him back, and well, he's the not warrior, he's taking place shape. thirty forty years later, then it would make sense for him to punch up a little bit. Yeah, warriors a are bit. when non-wartime they tend to you know like put on a couple extra pounds they're what are you trying to say about my body right now will i'm out of the (laughs) army and all of a sudden you know i went to shit 
No. The answer is yes, guys. The answer is yes. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. Okay, let's move on. We're going to start talking about the Lucasfilm movies that have been announced. And um, I don't even want to say the title of this first one yet. I just want to watch the trailer because honestly, this first of all, I'm a sap, so I cried almost everything. But the person this trailer talking about her dad just totally got me. So I really love this. And so I I, I secretly avoided watching this and, and. I'm all on board for this. So so let's watch this, guys. My camera goes off. I'm crying. Okay, here we go. I love to move fast and speed of any kind. I think that that's because I grew up the daughter of a great fighter pilot. And every day I would wake up and go outside and look up, see my father and his squadron taking off and their F-4s roaring across the sky. And it was the most thrilling thing still I've experienced in my entire life. So when he lost his life in service to this country, it ignited a desire in me to turn all of that tragedy and thrill into one day making the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. But try as I might and look as I did, I couldn't find the right story ever. I kept looking and looking, but I just couldn't find the right one until now. Now I found a movie about two things I love. So I'm gonna see you very soon. Ridiculous. Okay. So yes, Patty Jenkins has been lured back to Mar to Marvel to do or back to the Disney company to do uh, Rogue Squadron. Um, a lot of people know her because there'd been, uh, especially with with Wonder Woman eighty four, kind of getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and finally coming out this Christmas. Uh, so it'll be out in ten days. I can't wait for that. Awesome, great. Um, but she was lured over to DC to do the female led wonder woman because Marvel wasn't getting to black widow fast enough. Um, because if I remember correctly, Patty Jenkins came out of the, the, uh, the screen or the screenwriter and director mentorships that they ran through the Marvel company, which like the Russos came out of. And I think Joe Watts came out of, um, and, but she wanted to do f- female-led stuff, and they just weren't getting to Black Widow soon enough, so she decided to go over to D.C. and do Wonder Woman, which she knocked out of the park. And all things that I'm seeing about Wonder Woman 84 is that it's, again, a home run. So um, I'm excited to bring her back to do something that is fantastic. I mean, the Rogue One is so ingrained. Or Rogue, sorry, Rogue Squadron is so ingrained in the 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 psyche of, of star Wars history that it's just, I mean, yeah. Come on. Can I throw, throw some controversy out there? Absolutely. Oh, get ready. <laughs> yeah. I Cause know. I'm going to respond Dad. I know. I'll, I'll I mean, write this I, down to an edit point. Go ahead. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, if wonder woman was a male lead, it wouldn't be released. They'd, delay it until we could open in theaters. I don't think that's controversial. Um, I think that's, I think that's um, a valid point for sure. Because if it was a big Batman or Superman movie, 
they would win. 100%. Well, and to be fair, they, they, they have been pushing back Batman production of it and that kind of thing. But too. that's getting released in the movie theater. Right. But I think I think the reason why you're you're considering it controversial is because you're comparing it to how Marvel's dealing with with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But the the main difference is is that Black Widow is so ingrained with what else is getting released in the calendar. But it's uh, I, I say it's controversial mm-hmm. because everyone's so excited about it coming out on Christmas Day. Like I I truly am excited, but like I'm at, I'm at a cross point. It's like I I might just go see it in theater just to, you know make sure they're getting their money's worth out of it. Well, yeah, but they're going to have a terrible that actually movie. has theaters. Well, open. <laughs> yeah, you live that, in Utah. That is true. And don't go to the movies um, in Utah, please. Yeah, because it's horrible. But the thing is, is though, Patty got guaranteed they're putting in money in a contract of a budget of $240 million for Wonder Woman 3. Yeah, so they're making it no back. matter what. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very much Good. like how they're bringing back James Gunn to do Guardians 3. Yeah. Good. Also, I, too, is Patty was originally supposed to direct Thor: The Dark World. That's right. I forgot it was Thor: The yep. Dark World that she was yeah. she was in line for, but she wanted to do Black Widow. Yes, but they were going to originally do that, but then she started um, working on another film, and then she always said from the get go that if there was one film she would love to direct, it was Wonder Woman. This is even before Wonder Woman was even on the thing. Right. So she's someone who really like. Um, stood up for it but i think also what people forget is how amazing patty is at just directing and writing because she wrote mm-hmm. and directed monster with charlie Theron. Oh, yeah oh absolutely gosh. she's no she's Which, she's uber talented yeah that's yeah amazing. so i i feel like what's great about her is she can tell very human stories with complicated psychology and she can pl- do action stories like crazy. Rogue Squadron, I bet you, is going to be one of their biggest films. Oh, absolutely. And what I would love she's is... Going it's at it, and the one thing I like about this, and I hadn't seen this trailer, uh, like I said, when Will and I used to do this back in the day, um, I used to wait to watch certain trailers with him on the show live just to have that conversation, right? I did that on purpose with this one because I had already heard what it was about and stuff, and I just... I wanted to save a couple. I knew he was going to do this. This is the fact that she's talking about making the greatest fighter pilot, like movie ever or whatever. That is going to be so edge of your seat, exciting shit. Sorry for my language that I cannot wait. And especially if it's in the form of X wings. Are you kidding me? Like, exactly. I, mean, I can't even you- tell you how excited I am. And I, I used to, I, I, you know, I, I consumed a lot of the, uh, legend stuff too and there's a lot of uh x-wing books and stuff like that out there that were really really good if she can capture a semblance of that i am i'm amped okay there's two there's one way i think that they i mean i haven't seen the perspectives or what the the game plan is for this but i think there's one way that they could go wrong with it and two ways they could that they could go right if they try to focus on the rogue squadron that's headed by with that has uh luke as the rogue leader it's gonna fail I mean, it's not going to fail, but it's going to be like solo. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's. It, there's no way it could possibly live up to expectations when it's centered around as such a main character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they focus on either, this is the way to introduce Jaina Solo, who's a female Rogue Squad Squadron pilot later on in years in the extended universe, and they they bring that into the canon. I think that would be fantastic, but it could be kind of hard to introduce a uh, an adult aged another adult age to locate at this point without having mentioned her in the sequels 
Um, so what I would love to see is that this is actually the rogue, rogue squadron based around wedge concurrent with a new hope. And it ends very similar how rogue one ended with the beginning of a new hope and how this would be rogue squadron ending up with the battle over Yavin and and Luke being introduced at the end of the film. Very much. how like Leia was introduced at the end of rogue one. I was going to say, give me some, give me some more Poe. Yeah. Poe would be good, but actually I don't think Poe is part of Rogue Squadron. Was he part of Black Squadron? Yeah, he's Black Squadron. Yeah, he's later, but I mean... I don't, I'll say... Um, go ahead, Mo. Go, Will. It's a generational story. Okay. Ugh. I, mean, I don't know what that means, but I'm taking it. <laughs> you have no choice. So does that mean we're going to see no both Wedge, Wedge Biggs, and Wedge. Jaina? <laughs> Honestly, um, well, no, I, you're right. I would love to see Wedge. No, I think I think Wedge, um, as someone who was present in the original films with a very known role in all plus the he, universe. Plus, stuff, he was in Rogue One. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the mm. amount of times Wedge accompanied Leia or Jada or some or Jaina or whatever in in the books, it was amazing. And Wedge was always around. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and he was he was the center of the X-wing series. So, yeah. all right. All right, so so that's Rogue Squadron. Uh, we also have a no news about it, but we know that there's going to be a Star Wars film that's going to be written and directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, yes, I love that. so that's fantastic. <laughs> Taika Waititi of uh, uh, the third Thor movie, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the character he plays. Um, oh, the rock guy. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on his name though. Korg. Me too. Yeah, Korg, yeah Korg. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. And then they're also going to be doing a, a new movie based on the book series called Children of Blood and Bone, which I know nothing about. <gasps> it's the three of us uh, have read. And the, the book is freaking phenomenal. Are you I, haven't read the se- I haven't read the sequel yet. But, um, right. So, it's, but, so it is going to be Lucasfilm doing it. So it's we know yeah. it's going to be yeah. Industrial Light and Magic. It's going to be Skywalker Sound. It's going to be ILM. It's gonna be- it it need- <laughs> yeah. It needs to be done by them. And the last one, and I kept this one to the last for, for Lucasfilm just because this is really me. I love this is they are finally in pre-production on Indiana Jones five. Wow. Uh, it's confirmed that Harrison Ford's coming back. Um, James Mangold is directing, which if there's anybody that can nail it, it's going to be him. Logan was fantastic. Oh, um, and uh, the script is finally locked down. So they're actually in pre-production. So I'm guessing they're waiting for, for lockdowns to ease up and they'll actually go into some shooting. Um, they have to because Harrison Ford's hitting 80. So come on. Yeah, he's, he's a thousand. He looks flawless still. Oh, no, he's in great shape. Also, just don't get me wrong. Can he stop flying planes and stuff, though? Like, <laughs> oh, right. Like, like, That's he shouldn't what his even be a car at this point. <laughs> That's what his son said. He's like, Dad, stop. <laughs> just stop flying, please. Stop. Just no don't more flying planes because you will die. Okay, yeah. so a really quick Applebee's story. Marshall and I met at Applebee's, working at Applebee's in San Luis Obispo. True. And there was a hostess that worked for us named Shannon. And she also works, oh, I don't Shannon. know if you remember Marshall, but she worked for um, the uh, McClintocks in Shell Beach. Yep, I remember. Okay, really quick, McClintock died. No way. Last week, yeah. Uh-huh. The founder of McClintocks died. So anyways, um, she was working at the McClintocks in Shell Beach. This is 2000, 2001. And Harrison Ford and Calissa Flockhart came in and sat in her section because they were buying a house in Pismo Beach. 
And of course he came in and he had his shirt unbuttoned to his navel and he had his earring <laughs> in and everything. It's total Harrison Ford non-movie cool. It was hilarious. Harrison Ford, dude. He can do that. Exactly, right? All right. So those are the movies coming out through Lucasfilm. We are now going to skip uh, Walt Disney Studios. We'll come back to them in a minute, but we're going to deal with Marvel. Um, do you guys want to hit the movies first? There's only two before we get to all the Disney Plus series because there's a ton. Which yeah. would you guys prefer? Yeah, let's do that. Movies. Movies, okay. then, then what you call it. And then we'll they give only these announced, guys the choice to, to stay or go. Yeah, they only you announced have a lot more two, left, my friend. Yeah, sorry. They only announced two new movies, but we now have the title for the third Ant-Man film. And this is going to be called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So that, okay, so that's, this is the first time I'm seeing that title. What I think that's interesting about that is it kind of reminds me of like, um, what is it, uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Like, it just feels like it's like just going to be chaotic, popping in and out of. Well, you know, Time Marvel, they're all going to tie it in together because we already know the Multiverse of Madness is not only going to connect to WandaVision, but it's now been announced it's going to connect to the third Spider-Man film. And with all the crap that we've gotten announced that Spider-Man is actually bringing back um, a Toby... Uh, and Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield and Toby. Is that Toby. confirmed or rumored? That's confirmed, last I heard. And also it's confirmed that Jamie Foxx and... Yeah, I knew about Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is coming back. It was announced last week that Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ock. Right. That's cool. Um, I think it would be kind of a coup. To, I mean, I'm not a fan of his, but it, it would be kind of a coup to bring back James Franco as a Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah. So that would be kind of cool. If nothing else, in, is in a cameo. But we know that it's going to connect up with the Multiverse of Madness. So. Sorry, we're going to have Miles then, too. I hope so. I think this is what the way they're going to be bringing it in is because they're going to bring in miles and that way they're going to be released, be able to release Holland over to Sony. And now they're going to be able to focus on miles on uh, the Marvel side. And then they're going to be able to bring in Holland occasionally for cameos. I'm guessing is the deal. They're going to work out with Sony. That's just me. I have no inside information. That's just, if I was a businessman trying to work that deal, that's what I would try to plan. Will with one L. Yeah. Do you have any information on this one? <laughs> you can tell. You can tell when he does. Okay. Well, really quick, before he says anything, he's already committed committed that he actually knows Donald Glover, yeah. and Donald Glover has a history with Miles Morales because he played the uncle in the Spider-Man films of Miles Morales. Plus, he pu- he produced and starred in a Spider-Man animated show for a couple of years. What I love about this is that um, we're going to release. I'm going to release a version of this Twitch stream onto our, uh, on and put it on the website so that it stays because it eventually will go from Twitch. So yeah, for anybody, all of our 10, 10, 10 watchers, <laughs> right? So anybody actually listening to the audio of this that wants to benefit from the awesome, that is one L's facial expressions. When we say certain things, you're going to want to <laughs> tune into, uh, the video feed that will be available on the usual podcast.com. Anyway, well, if you have nothing to say, we'll move on. But um, it sounds, seems like you got something to say. Mm, Wait, what, what, what was the question again? <laughs> no. Any insight on on Spider-Man stuff? And how Miles Morales will be introduced? Live action. Oh, it's got to um, be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely live action. Um, okay, there's confirm. a plan. <laughs> there's a big plan. Um, I mean, I... Th- Okay. Tom Holland will still be involved in all of them, 
but it's going to be maybe we're going to see miles more. I can say that. Okay. <laughs> now is this because I'm sure we're going to be seeing Holland more in the, in the spider verse over on Sony, right? In carnage, they're, possibly. They're, they're going to. Yes. They're going to. Most likely I would say, and this is just, it's going to be Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Disney plus series moving into movies. Makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Cause all the, all the uh, Disney plus um, shows, they're going to be in the major movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that because they, they're getting away from the, the Netflix uh, because of the way they had to deal with the Netflix thing, dealing with uh, rights and all that stuff. With Disney Plus, they have complete ownership over it, so they can definitely yeah. make it absolute canon to begin with. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to do this new thing where you have these really great uh, TV shows that are like chapters, and then like the film is like the ultimate like thick book that everyone would want to read after having these little mini chapters. Right, very similar to how they use the Avengers titles as the thick books after the mini titles exactly yeah i did i and this is not for me this is coming from somebody on the the um uh the schmoes nose channel um i want to say with dan merle who i I heard coming up with this with this possibility um but how awesome would it be because there is starting to be loosening of the ground to bring charlie cox back as daredevil even though back for sure so well, they, fans want him yes. to come back because he's fantastic. I oh, heard that yes. an, an easy way to bring him back would they, would be if there was a Miles Morales show that at some point he needs a lawyer, yeah. and oh, Charlie he, Cox the, is the way he's introduced. He's the lawyer for Peter. Yeah, I heard, this I, one. I heard that's oh okay. So oh, all, but, awesome. all but confirmed. He's I have not heard him. that. Okay, I mean I heard that he, they were trying to bring him back as a, actually as no. A, he went for fittings uh, this past weekend for Spider-Man awesome. 3. <laughs> okay. Because they, they, they cannot lose Charlie Cox. He was you should, so, you should also so see that. You should good. be able to see that on the internet now, but I've, I've known that. Yeah. Kevin, um, Kevin Smith and <clears throat> Bernard <clears throat> said it on Fat Man. Uh, uh, I'll say this about the whole Netflix series with Marvel. I think all of those people, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, anyone they casted in those series, should be brought back. I love Jessica Jones. I, I I can't I can't say there's a single Netflix Marvel one that I felt was terrible. Right. Um, other than Iron Fist, that the way they make that guy portrayed, I didn't really like. Or maybe it was just the actor. But my least favorite. Um, yeah, I would. So. I wouldn't say that. Um, I see your chat. I wouldn't say that. Um, that Iron Fist was makes sense. Well, terrible. It just no, was not nowhere near the other ones. Like if well, you put but, that but next I mean, to Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. No, but a lot of uh, but a lot of the blowback that you got against Iron Fist was the same blowback we got against um uh what's her name being cast as the ancient one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I could see that. I see my so, thing is when I you think got that, to the one, defenders part, yeah. Luke Cage humbles the shit out of Iron Fist. Like and I and I you know it's it's character development right so and that and that's where his character I felt was the best was in Defenders. 
Yeah. I, and, um, so eventually they're going to have to bring in the Punisher as well. He's just too big of a, t- of a character not to bring into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they're going to have to bring John Bernthal in because he's just he's he solidified himself in that role. There's in no way that Thomas Jane did. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Um, there's a couple of those series I, I left and haven't gone back to. And I'm almost done with Jessica Jones. Um, I think I have half a season of Luke Cage. I want to finish The Defenders. Um, I just, I, I love those shows. I, I think they did a really good job with those. So, um, anyway. So, what do we got right. next? Bro? So, the last movie that we have that Marvel's announced is they finally announced, all they did was show a title card, but they're finally introducing Marvel's first family. And the Fantastic Four is coming in, and uh, and it, it's uh, Joe Watts that's going to be directing it. All time. I'm mixed. Now, look, here's my thing with this. Everybody is so upset about every iteration of the Fantastic Four on the big screen right now. So, like, I feel like I don't look, if they do I'm, this right, it's we're going to see a lot more of it. And the Fantastic Four are fine. And I, and I hope they right. do it right. But I just, you know, I just, Mr. Fantastic, he's a stretchy guy. I don't think that's fair. He's a genius. That's the thing that they didn't play to, that he's a genius. And so is Sue. And so is actually Ben. They were all really super smart. They all had PhDs, multiple PhDs. And I hope they, so I hope this iteration, they play into that like they did with Banner. Because Banner right. yeah, was absolutely. perfectly balanced. Now, the, hey, the, I love Image Works. Bring back Michael B. Jordan, damn it. Okay, I can't wait until if they, they've got to bring Captain America in, in a cameo to interact with the Human Torch and have just some sort of look on Chris Evans' face. A recognition. <laughs> um, Chris Evans. Yeah, they've got to do that. Chris Evans. Um, <laughs> but the... Uh, and actually, we've got some Chris Evans news coming up in the Pixar area, but um, the one thing I the, they really have to worry about, and this is how how they're going to introduce the X Men as well, is the timing in the in the canon storyline, because one way they could like bring in the the Fantastic Four is somehow the gamma radiation or whatever that came off of the explosion that caused Captain Marvel somehow interacted with them. Or it was the gamma radiation from the snap, or something that triggered them. But wherever they get triggered in the timeline, why weren't they there for the Infinity War? is is going to be the question. So it's either got to be post Infinity War, or it's got to be somewhere out in the universe where they weren't really involved. You know what I mean? So that's the tricky part where you're going to get to that storyline. All right, let's do a quick rundown of the Disney Plus series. Um, and the first one here we're going to get the deal with is uh, how, how they're going to deal with the stretchiness of, of Mr. Fantastic because we have Ms. Marvel uh, that they've they finally uh, cast and uh, we actually have a sizzle reel here. I don't know. It's like two and a half minutes long. We can skip it. Um, it's basically just uh, promoting the fact that they have a Pakistani American actress playing a Pakistani American character. They have a lot of Pakistani American directors doing the film or the, the directing which is fantastic, but one of her major skills is to be able to stretch like Mr. Fantastic in, yep. in parts. So I think how they treat it on on Miss Marvel is going to be see how it works out, and it's obviously going to influence how they're going to do with Mr. Fantastic. Uh, we also have Secret Invasion, uh, which is going to dovetail into what happened at the end of uh, uh, 
Ms. Uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to be dealing with uh, the the aliens and Samuel Jackson and Maria Hill. And Samuel, J- and Samuel Jackson is confirmed to be in Secret Invasion. I have words about this. Yes. And the only reason that I want to say this is just because we need Samuel Jackson in all the things. So if he's going to be in a thing, I want him to have his own thing. And I know I said thing a lot. But yeah, well, this is going to be his, his vehicle. So, uh, I mean, he's going to be the main star of this, from what I can tell. Good. Uh, they're finally going to be doing a, 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 a series based on Ironheart, which is an Iron Man spinoff. Um, it's Dominic Thorne, who is a teenage African-American genius. Uh, it's a great uh, comic. I, I, I'm really excited about this one because it just means more representation. Is it Haley Bailey that's playing her? No, they haven't announced she's playing Ray Ray. They have. Okay, cool. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure about that one. I, no, it is. I was... It's Dominique Thorne. Did they announce Dominique? Yeah, they, annou- yeah, they announced it. On the Disney the thing? Yeah. Let me bring okay, her okay. up and see what she was in. You already knew that, though, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did, but in... NDAs. NDAs, everyone. <laughs> yeah, they... yeah, she Will was in, in the, the Street show notes, so. Yeah, she was in If Beale Street Could Talk, and she's also in the upcoming Judas and the Black Messiah that we talked about, about Fred Hampton. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, so yeah, so she, she it was officially announced in the, uh, the, 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 the call. Cool. All right, so uh, we also have an announcement that they're actually doing a, uh, a, a, a telling of Armor Wars. And so this is going to be very War Machine heavy, so Don Cheadle is going to be for this. I love me some Cheadle, dude. Cheadle's so right. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I'm, I I like Terrence Howard, but I think Don Cheadle embodies the character better. Oh, Cheadle's great. Um, even though he is like half his size. neither <laughs> <laughs> here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get him in the gear, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, he's you know, this is a suit for. That's what the suit's All for. right. Um, this is a clip I do want to play, so you might want to queue up this next one. Um, I am really looking forward to this. Uh, they, they've shown more of Loki. And... What I love is like the best part of Loki is when he is the god of mischief and he's too much of a good guy by the time we get to Infinity Wars, right? <laughs> and so what I love is this is spinning off of the Infinity War endgame part where they're, they try and travel back to 2012 New York and he ends up in, uh, in, uh, in possession of the Tesseract and he disappears into his own dimension. Um, and so this is going to follow that. And so... Awesome. Uh, Marshall, I haven't up. seen this one yet either or the next one, so I just want to make sure that I'm watching it with my buddy on his birthday. So happy birthday. Let's do it. Here we go. Get your hands up. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I don't like to talk. 
But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. How long have you been here? I don't know, it's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. Glorious. Thanks. You look crazy all suited up, like in a human suit, like a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, really quick about that for two things. We know that we're going to be seeing Idris Elba because he actually does call Heimdall and we do see the, 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 the rainbow bridge come down and grab him. Right. Um, but what a lot of people aren't, I mean, you can see it on the internet, but what a lot of people, I, I mean, as soon as I saw this trailer, somebody being somebody older and knowing the history of DB Cooper, that's DB Cooper. He's living out there. Exactly. Um, DB Cooper was the guy who hijacked a plane in the Pacific Northwest, made a land, got, I want to say it was like, was it like $800,000 from the airline? Um, and then when they got back up in the air, he parachuted out and, he was lost forever. Nobody ever found him again. They found some of his bills lost in a forest in, in, um, in Northern Oregon, Southern Washington. in I want to say 2012 or something, they found some of the serial numbers. Yeah. It's a really cool story. The DB Cooper. It is. They, 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 hear, in, read um, they play within what was it without a paddle? Yes, I was yeah. bringing it up. Yeah. It, without a paddle is all about trying to find DB's money. Yeah, exactly. And so you could tell there, I mean, you could tell from the, just the, the, the flight attendant's outfit that that's late seventies. And so they're really reenacting the whole DB Cooper, the, whether he's actually DB Cooper, mm-hmm. maybe he, maybe Loki is DB Cooper. That would be kind of a cool thing to yeah. tie in there. Awesome. And then of course you could tell he's running for some sort of office because he's got a campaign button on at the very end. Um, but I'm excited because this is going to be something else we're going to be seeing Idris Elba in, at least in a cameo. And Hilson is amazing. I just, I, I'm excited for that series. That's Dude, at fun. the very beginning of it, you just saw how expressive he is with just his eyebrows and his eyes. Well, then of course, and to think Owen Wilson. He, oh, he, yeah. Tom tried out for Thor originally. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a whole like video what is he, of what his is audition. He, what is he, half Hemsworth's size? I mean. It's well, it's like it's like Courtney Cox. Too. It's like Courtney Cox originally uh, uh, auditioned for, or no, I think it was Phoebe or uh, Lisa Kudrow originally auditioned for the uh, Monica Geller role or something like that. Something like that. All right, so that was Loki. The next one up is we have a new trailer for WandaVision. and 
this is very interesting because it's it's now been officially tied into uh, going to be tied into the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but also, I'm kind of curious if this is how they're going to introduce the concept of the the uh, the mutant. All right, so this one's shorter. We're gonna watch this one. This might be one of the last ones we watch. Huh? Uh, we'll there's a couple we can watch. Falcon. There's a couple we can watch. It's up to you. rattling around this big house. Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. One thing I love about, and these were one of the things that you that just get ignored in everyday filmmaking and the concept of like using a trailer, or whatever, is the subtle things that, that trailer makers use. Like, for instance, using the, the idea of using the monkeys, who was a band who didn't play their own instruments, to mimic an, uh, a world that is not to be believed because it's an image that she creates for herself. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, they could easily use a Dave Clark five song there or a Beatles song sure. there, but they use the monkeys because they purposely did not play their own instruments. You know what I mean? You just know that's why they chose that song. So it's great. Uh, um, that's one of the ones I'm actually looking forward to more than any others. I, I really like, I like those two together, but um, I'm really, really intrigued to see how they tie in kind of like the sitcom sort of stuff. And it seems super like, dark and creepy at the same time like there's some moments where there's like people doing freaking laundry at some point and this woman looks like she's like the tarot and eyes out or something like that that intrigues the shit out of me i'm excited yeah and and marvel's basically said forever this is basically going to be i mean they've already done spider-man but they this is basically going to be the launch of of phase four is is wandavision so all right so we we can play the trailer for falcon the winter soldier i don't think it's as important um, but it's just it's it's great. It's basically Falcon coming to terms with having the the shield, and uh, how he inter- interacts with Bucky Barnes. So that'll be great. Uh, I'm really excited about the the animated What If series for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we're finally going, and actually, you might as well bring the, bring this one up because I do want to watch uh, this trailer. Um, is because basically the What If series is based on a series of comics that, that has run for years on playing with the concept of just what if this were the case. And that's the idea for each episode or each issue of the comic is like, what if, for example, I think the first episode is what if um, uh, Peggy Carter were the super soldier 
for Captain oh, to be Captain Britain or whatever. Yeah. But um, so that's one. And another one that you see in here is what if T'Challa was Star Lord? Oh. And this is officially going to be. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Yep. Chadwick Boseman's last official appearance in the MCU because he recorded this uh, before he passed on. All right. So, yeah, this is fantastic. We'll do it. Space. Time. Time. Reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. Well, that doesn't sound ominous at all. promised an army. You have a super soldier. You sure don't seem too freaked out about all this, kid. What you doing out there all by yourself anyway? Exploring the world. Sounds fun. But why stop at one world when we can show you all of them? I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and dare to face the unknown. Question. What if? Give me the tour. What, what, what a time to be alive, huh? I know, right? Okay, <laughs> so, so it's. It's great to see Michael Rooker as, as Yondu again. Yeah. Um, but also, I think they perfectly cast Jeffrey Wright to do the voice of the Watcher. Um, you know, of course, he plays Bernard in uh, Westward Westworld. Yes, I knew I recognized that voice. Yes, he's awesome. All right, so the next one we have is Hawkeye, and we already knew that Hawkeye was going to be based on Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye mentoring the Kate Bishop Hawkeye, but it also was finally announced that Haley Steinfeld is is playing the Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye yeah, that's cool. and we got our first image of her in the announcement, but again, it's just a, a little announcement that we don't need to play. So that's fine. Um, she Hulk, which has already been announced, finally has Tatiana Maslany cast as she Hulk. So why was it? So was that whole back and forth for a bit about how like they announced it and then she was like, well, I haven't heard anything about it. And then they came back and announced that she was actually doing it. So Will's uh, wh- doing the pucker face. What you got? <laughs> Um, I don't think what people realize is that when someone on set leaks something um, that hasn't been announced from the company, it interferes with the person who's going to star in their contract. So, you know, yeah, it's called deny, deny, deny. And then it worked in her favor. Yeah, sure did. 
it totally works in her favor, but um, yeah, you can't, you can't release stuff when you're from the set and have that come out until it's announced because it to make everything. That's why it was postponed for so long to start production. She's so freaking brilliant, man. Like I remember uh, orphan black stuff. You remember the panel from a couple years ago? Will? Yeah, I was, I was sitting right next to Darren DePaul. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us were sitting there watching her sitting up with the cast and just chatting and like just her, her range on that show and just convincing us that she's different people. Well, she was also herself. in the uh, the she was also in the remake of Perry Mason this year. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, also, that came along with announce- this announcement that was that was Mark Mar- Mark Ruffalo was going to be uh, in part of it. Which of course you can't have the introduction of of She Hulk the cousin without the original Hulk. But they also announced that uh, Tim Roth is coming back as the Abomination as one of the antagonists. Oh, nice. So this mm-hmm. is fantastic. What I love is this is the first actual, outside of, uh, of uh, one of my drawing a blank on his character, William Hurt's character as the Secretary of Defense. Um, this is really the first time besides him that they're acknowledging the Ed Norton oh, Hulk. Right. That, that Hulk, yeah. Yeah, I would love oh. if, they, if they brought back uh, uh, Liv Tyler. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be very cool. All right. So also we have Moon Knight, uh, which has been finally announced, uh, which is basically the Marvel equivalent of Batman, except for with a little bit more supernatural etherealness. Uh, they're, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for next year. Okay. Is there any part of that that doesn't sound amazing to anybody here? No, and I'm sure that's going to be the first thing. It's going to be hilarious. I went looking for it when it comes out this year. (laughs) I was like, where is it? Netflix? Like, where do I find it? I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's one of my favorite Marvel deals in this whole deal. I mean, besides, like, you know, Black Panther and stuff like that. But I love the Guardians. I just love the humor that runs through it. And, like, them doing a holiday special is going to be freaking brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and there's also going to be a animated shorts series called I am Groot. I'm sure Vin Diesel will make a zillion dollars for saying I am Groot a couple times and it'll be good. <laughs> and not that he <laughs> doesn't already have enough money from the Fast and Furious series. Right. Uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, not just starring him anymore. <laughs> I know exactly. Which even, even uh, the, 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 even during hiatus, they released a two series, two seasons of the cartoon. <sighs> okay. All right, so that is it for Marvel. Uh, we're going to back up to Pixar. Uh, right. well, let's hold on one sec. Uh, yeah, let's check in wanna... with our guests. How are we doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm good too. I'm just, uh, I'm actually writing part of my book right now as we talk and like listening to these. I'm just like, ah, oh, I have so much to be thankful for in my life right now. All right. Um, <laughs> so where are we going next, Will? Um, We'll just, we'll just go backwards up the list. So we'll, we'll start with Pixar. And they, they announced two new Pixar movies. Uh, the first one is going to be released uh, uh, March 11th of 2022. And it's called Turning Red. And it's really interesting. It's going to be based around a 13-year-old girl named Maya. And when she gets... And she's basically going through all the trials and tribulations of puberty and being a girl and, and going through through everything a 13 year old girl does, but it turns out when she gets seriously embarrassed, she turns into a red Panda. So uh, it's, and I saw a little announcement for it and it looks cute. I'll have to say it looks cute. Um, And then another thing is they are 
releasing a movie called Lightyear. And this is a Buzz Lightyear origin story. And it's not an origin of the toy. It's an origin of the human space commando that the toy was based off of. And that made me really excited when I heard about that because I want to know about the man. The man behind the toy, right? Exactly. So, uh, and it turns out that the Buzz Lightyear human is going to be voiced by Chris Evans. I think that's perfect. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that will be really interesting. Uh, then there's going to be a whole bunch of Disney Plus series based around Pixar. Some of them are like Pixar cartoons and some are about the Pixar company. So very similar to like how they had uh, the Imagineering story. There's a series coming out called Inside Pixar, um, which also there's another sh- uh, there's a, a movie called The Pixar Story. Um, which was directed by Leslie Eworks, who is the the okay, yeah. granddaughter of, of, of Eworks, who went on to do the Imagineering Story documentary. So she's fantastic. And that's already on Disney Plus, and you can check that out. Uh, there's another series called Pixar Popcorn. There's a show called Win or Lose. It's going to be coming out February of 2023. And then sometime in the fall of next year, 2021, we're going to be seeing a, a spinoff of Up called The Doug Days, based around the dog. <laughs> Um, how can I mean this why haven't they done this the movie, sooner it's insane how they're going to pull that off but anyway what are you saying not, Nick I'm sorry and then, why haven't they done this sooner right yeah and then not only that but there's going to be a series based around Lightning McQueen and the Cars universe in fall of 2022 <laughs> I'm over Cars alright so now we are into Walt Disney Animation Studios so this is the Disney arm of the Walt Disney official uh, cartoons uh, films. Um, the next one to come out is going to be March of 2021. And uh, oh, sorry, one thing I didn't say about Pixar is that we have soul coming out in 10 days. It's also coming out Christmas day. Right. And so that's coming out in 10 days. So that's the next Pixar film to get released. Uh, March of 2021, we're going to be getting Ray and the last dragon. There's a teaser here. If you want to play it, Marshall, but not necessary. Uh, the thing is, it's going to go with the Mulan model. So it's going to be in theaters and Disney Plus, and it's going to be premier access on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, I was going to say it looks like Moana. Like, I feel like they took Moana and redressed her. And so they're doing uh, okay. the same thing with the $30 like, thing, too, I see. Sorry. I don't agree with that, Nick. Okay. <laughs> I tried to and I, and that's agree with very, that. very, very well. I've not studied the image. I saw it. I was like, Moana, no, Ray the Dragon. I mean, maybe not every person. I mean, do you think Snow White and um, Sleeping Beauty look alike? Okay, before, before we get into all that, how about... Snow White and Sleeping Beauty had different hair colors. I have a better idea. Uh, Cinderella and um, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> let's watch the trailer and have a discussion after. How about that? I haven't seen this. You guys want to watch it real quick? The things Will puts me through that yes. state I'm into. All right, here we go. Let's just watch it and then we'll determine. I'm, I'm intrigued, actually. Oops. Focus. 
I got you. I trained to become a guardian of the Dragon Gem, but this world has changed. And its people are divided. Now, to restore peace, I must find the last dragon. My name is Raya. Getting a little too big for this, bud. <laughs> okay, I love everything about that. And to be fair, in Nick's defense, it is from the creators of Moana. They look nothing alike. It is Hold not even in a water world, Nick. Okay. Hold on. Like, I need to. Ex- hey. Okay. This is my chance. Like, I haven't seen this trailer. I told you. Does Cinderella I, and Sleeping Beauty look the same? I mean. Go if you, you go know. look at the announcement picture. It's it's Raya with a hat and a scarf on, and I'm like, someone needs some sensitivity training. <laughs> Probably a little bit. That trait, that what we just saw, I didn't get any Moana vibes. But when I first saw the picture mm-hmm. at the announcement where it said Raya, I was like, that looks like Moana to me. It clearly is not, but it looks like Moana right now. And my first impression always was Moana. <laughs> nope, it's Raya. Okay. I got excited yeah. for Moana too. To get don't okay, don't get me started here. Okay, I will say I love the the music in the background. That, yeah. that cool. and I like I like Ray, that there's like a stealthy kind of ninja vibe going. Like I think and I don't know. I think that's super cool. I'm I'm excited about that. So the question is, is this a Disney princess? Uh, why not? And yes, I'll pay thirty dollars day one. I don't even care. Um, you know, the whole concept of the Disney princess bothers the crap out of me. Yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to get into that. That's why I said, why not? Go ahead. Just because it's just way too exclusive. Um, well, and then there's the whole concept of when, like, when Merida was included as a Disney princess, they actually changed her dimensions. Yeah. So I, I really like Merida as one of my favorites. Oh, she's so strong. It's yeah. great. All right, so then the next um, film that's going to be coming out is next fall in uh, November. We're going to be seeing a movie called Encanto. Uh, and there's there's a little teaser here, but it all really is is the introduction of the, the title card and a little bit of visual. Uh, but the main thing is it takes place in, this, in the country of Colombia, and it's music done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay. Well, he will eventually get his Oscar and, and win his EGOT P. So... Say, can we just give the man it by now or what? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if he if he gets the Oscar, well, there's a chance that he could get an Oscar this year because they 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 changed the rules, and so he he could get if if uh, Hamilton, Hamilton gets the Disney nominations. Plus? Yeah, so if he gets the nominations, it could he could win the as a producer for best uh, picture. He could win for. Uh, best song or whatever for Hamilton. Yeah. If he finally gets his Oscar, then he's going to be the first P God ever. 
which EGOT is the main one for his Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, but he's also won the Pulitzer. So Crazy. he'll be the first PGOT if he gets it. Well, I feel like it's only a matter of time with that guy, but here we are. Oh, yeah, it's definitely only a matter of time. Um, so, so that's Encanto. Uh, now, for Disney Plus, there's going to be some new uh, Walt Disney Animation series, and this is basically where Disney takes their properties and just makes more money on them. And, these and so, are there's going to be animated. What you're about to say, this list? Yes, okay. these are all animated series, and so there's going to be a new series uh, based around Baymax from Big Hero Six, a new series called Zootopia Plus, Tiana, a Moana series, and then a new show called uh, uh, Waju, which is based on a very, uh, very popular and best-selling African-based comic. Nice thoughts. I'm excited for Tiana. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, we were texting about it the other day. Well, I, uh, Princess and the Frog. I remember when it first came out, and I think Rowan was pretty young, but I showed it to some of my students um, just as a fun kind of. It's finals week. Let's watch a cool movie that I love. And they, I mean, I I've seen the movie probably ten times. I love that film. The music's amazing. The world's amazing. And just having a black Disney princess. I mean, it, you know, the New Orleans vibe and just the, the souls and all the, I mean, I just, I, I love that film and I can't, I just want them to do more stuff. And of course, and this is something I texted Will about the other day too, is, I mean, that's the re theming of Splash Mountain is going to be uh Prince and the Frog as well. Yeah. I really can't wait for that. Uh, that's going to, that's so exciting. And that's one thing they're taking advantage of the park closure is getting the new reskinning of that. What I'm really curious is, is, is by re theming it as a uh, t- uh, princess and the frog. Does that mean they're going to remove it technically from critter country and move it into New Orleans square? I, because it is right next to Haunted mansion, which is technically New Orleans square. So I, I thought about that too. Um, and I, and I love that part of the park so much. It would be really nice if New Orleans square was a hair bigger. Um, the problem with it is is where the entrance to Splash Mountain is is way down it's deep in so Critter far Country. Away. They would have to redo an entrance to have the and they already do because they do have the entrance when they it's have busy. It, it, it does go around the mountain and up to yep. the where the exit of Haunted Mansion is. If they just actually did uh, extend the queue already yeah. and just put that and make that enclosed, and you, it's like you're walking through a bayou or something as you're getting down the hill. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I would like would to make, see it, I would like to see that be part of New Orleans Square for sure. I think it'd be I don't know. I, it would make me very happy to see that retheming be part of that. My favorite part of the park. I love that part of the park so much. If I don't see a giant crocodile playing a trumpet <laughs> and oh, being handed be. beignets, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> and it would be actually you know what the, if they were with the restaurant smart. there. If they're going to be smart, they, 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 if they do redo the entrance up to where they do for extended uh, lines, which is up near the exit of, of uh, Haunted Mansion, right across the way is a fish and chip store that only opens up occasionally. Mm-hmm. They could easily make that a beignet stand. And I was thinking even more. What do you mean do a beignet stand? Just opening up Tiana's place. <laughs> oh, give me a combo. What do you think about the, finally doing something with the restaurant there? Was it Bell's Terrace is what it is? Right there at the edge of, um, that's uh, not that's not the name of it. Um, the restaurant that looks out at the water, the outside, um, like if you're in in New Orleans Square, right there, the the main restaurant. Oh, before, before, before you get to Haunted Mansion. 
Uh, oh, you're thinking of uh, uh, the French market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they did, yeah, they could. They, they, if they wanted to, that would be easily. That would be the place to turn into Tiana's place. Yeah, I was just thinking it'd be cool. They could. They could kind of expand it out. But anyway, no, absolutely, that makes sense. All right, so that's it for for Walt Disney Animation Studios. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Walt Disney Studios motion pictures. These are basically the non official animated canon movies, right? So this is not like Snow White and Cinderella and Little Mermaid stuff. This is like the other stuff. Uh, they have announced that they're finally doing a sequel to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> they're doing a reboot of Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. I just, I, I want you to just go through this list fairly quickly and watch the faces of these guys. And then if anybody wants to come back to any of them, make a note of it because I think this is going to be great. Go. Okay. They're doing a reboot of cheaper by the dozen with Gabrielle union. So basically uh, uh, a race, switching it Uh, sister act sequel. It's an actual sequel and they're bringing back Whoopi Goldberg. They're doing an animated live action mix of Chippendale rescue Rangers starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. That one I'm, I have mixed feelings about, but continue. Okay, now this is the one where I told my brother the title and he said no, and then I told him who's doing it and he said yes. Pinocchio, live action. Okay. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto. All right, I'm in, 100%. Tom uh, Hanks as Geppetto, though? Hey, look, I, I'm not going to say no, but the last time I saw Pinocchio in live action was in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I didn't get that far in that series. They actually just released this year streaming. They released the the, the new Roberta Benini version, uh, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet. I, I don't know. It's Pinocchio. Like, what what are you gonna do with it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tom yeah. Hanks is Tom Hanks, though. Okay, so then uh, he didn't save that one movie, Atlas or whatever. Oh, uh, Cloud Atlas was amazing. Yeah. Did you watch Cloud it? Cloud Atlas was what? good. Dude. Okay, yeah. Did it you was watch it? So good. Did you watch it? it was a good I movie. didn't. I didn't like you, it. You Why? Actually, oh, you, you it's because what, Nick doesn't think sometimes. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what Tom Hanks wow. movie I just saw recently wow. that I hadn't seen ever before? <sighs> Which one? What? Uh, I just saw Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Mm, I haven't seen that. I've never even heard of it. It, it was nominated for Big Best surprise. Picture the first year they had the expanded Oscar titles, but um, it's it basically it's about a, he, he has a, he Tom Hanks's character dies in nine eleven. He's in one of the towers for a job uh, for he has an interview or something. And his son uh, hooks up with his grandfather, who's played by Christopher Plummer. And um, there's like this, like this uh, uh, scavenger hunt that is that Tom Hanks used to have his son do around Central Park. And he's trying to come up with the purpose of this key that he found in, uh, in his dad's closet after his dad dies. And it's really, really, it's really good. I, I just have to say, it's a really good movie. Hey, Marshall, I'm just going to throw it out there that we're live in on mm-hmm. record now that yeah. Will yeah. with one L has officially said that mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I may have to ask for a raise on our other show. Uh, zero plus zero is still zero, bro. You get paid? <laughs> I've been doing this show for almost a decade. <laughs> Look, Look you, you can add can any you, number. Can you want get to closer zero, every but. month. Can I get a pat on the back or something when I see you again? I mean, <laughs> I say that to everyone though, Nick. That's like, oh, Cloud Outlook was so bad. I was like, do you have I a brain? Do you I think about like it? it? I, I mean, Nicky. 
Okay, <laughs> let me throw this out there though. I have not sure. seen it since it first came out on DVD. Is this, oh, so you since then I saw it in the theater actually. See, and I, I, so did I. I, look, I went on a date. Halle Berry was in it. I was all about it. Uh, <laughs> she's she's incredibly attractive to me. I'm sorry, guys. I agree. But, uh, Gotta see since, <laughs> You should see her in person. Oh, I, I, I would like to. How I would mean, I, would I just melt into a pile of man goo or what? So we all know, like, I'm like not attracted to girls. Um, what? We know that, Will. Yeah. I know, just in case. Shock. Um, I think she is one of the, I know, right? <laughs> um, I think she is one of the most stunning people I've ever seen in person. And the camera doesn't do it justice of how beautiful she is in person. Fair. You know, I, I could see that. I She's stunning. I'm going to give Cal- Cloud Atlas a retry. Since you guys are all love it, apparently Good, I have a different like three hours and fifteen minutes. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I have a different mindset now, where when I look and watch movies than I did ten years ago. You're looking at it as a writer. That's why I want to rewatch it and see what happens. Every movie's I mean, good when lens, I do that. What lens were you looking at it when you actually saw it? I thought it was going to be an action movie. I'm not going to lie. Oh God, you Neanderthal. Oh, no yeah, Neanderthal. No, no, wonder, no wonder you didn't. You like had him. Tom Hanks in sci-fi and fantasy you with Halle Berry, and nothing happens. Yeah, there's, there's something though deeper in that whole thing. Yeah. The which is why I should rewatch it now. Yeah, and there's so many interconnects. Have you read the book? No. Well, have you? Have look. you read the book, Marshall? Will? No. I knew it was. Uh, is that, look at this. Work? <laughs> We're all in culture swine yet again in front of Will with I one. Knew, I knew it was a book, Will, and I'm I'm happy I knew about it. I haven't read. It. <laughs> all right, Will. What's next? Two L's. All right. So got? the next one we have uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, and it's going to start Jude Law as Captain Hook oh, and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Uh, they have finally committed uh. to an enchanted sequel called Disenchanted. And yes, Amy Adams is coming back as Giselle. Okay, I'm sorry. Enchanted is like one of the best movies ever. I mm-hmm. love that movie. I've watched it with my wife and kids. I watched it with my <laughs> wife before my kids were even born. I'm pretty sure they were young. And I've watched with them. We love that movie. It's so good. So cute. It, it is really good. Um, I, I do love uh, Adina Menzel in it. I love Adina Menzel and everything. So, um, yeah. Uh, there is going to be a Giannis Antetokounmpo biopic uh, called The Greek Freak. Nice pronunciation. Um, yeah. Can you tell everyone who he is? Uh, he is Actually, he is in the news today because he, he basically he's a center forward for the Milwaukee Bucks. And he's won... In basketball, yes, and he's won the the MVP award, uh, but he just signed a, a supermax contract today, five years, two hundred twenty eight million dollars. Nope. A little bit of money. Yeah, he so shocked nice, everyone by staying in Milwaukee. Yeah, nice forty five point six million dollars per year if you can get it. So much money. All right, so now we're talking about some titles because uh, Disney has now purchased Fox, so we now have the titles coming from twentieth century. They're doing the next installment of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. They're doing a movie called The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, starring Simon Pegg. <laughs> That's great. They're doing a new film based in the night at the museum series, and Ben Siller is coming back. Oh, good. We like that series at my house. 
And now we're back to, to Star Wars stuff. Uh, this is already in the can, and I have been waiting for this. And it's the Jungle Cruise movie. Can I just release it to, already? Because I want to watch it now. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this last summer. It's now pushed back to next summer. Um, it's, uh, with, it's with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. And I just I love the Jungle Cruise to begin with. But my dad, who instilled in us our love of Disney, um, I mean, he took me my first trip to Disneyland when I was when I was ten days old, and because uh, we went down for Christmas that year, I believe. And uh, we, uh, it's just it's it's phenomenal. And he was not a ride person though. He never went on rides. He just loved sitting on benches and watching people. But he loved going on the Jungle Cruise. Uh, and so sounds I like my type of guy to go to Disney with. Yeah. My cousin's like that. We we think we kind of scared her too much when she was little and she's scared of every ride, but she still goes to Disneyland with us all the time, takes her kid. Neither of them ride stuff, but they still go. It's just we love being there and like the last couple of times I've gone and she's brought her little her kid Mecca, it's just hilarious that like they're too scared to go on most of the rides, but the ones they do, it's like that. It's like I will go on the Jungle Cruise, you know, kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. All right. I'm, I'm not really going to name drop here, but I will situation drop. Um, who has anybody here read the the great behind this the the behind this, the scenes book about Disneyland called Behind the Ear? It's called Mouse Tales. A Behind the Ears Look at Disneyland. I think I still have your copies of it. Okay, yeah, because they did one and then they did a sequel. Well, in the first book, there is a story of a cast member who worked on the jungle cruise who so hated working for the disney company that he snuck a a a uh, like a k-bar knife in and he was working on the jungle cruise on his last day and when it got to the hippo parts he went through all the blanks in the gun threw the gun at the hippo jumped overboard and swam to the hippo and started stabbing it with the knife <laughs> oh my gosh this is his last day and this is a story in the book right and this is why if you go to the 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 uh on the jungle cruise now all the guns are are chained to the boat so you can't throw them and um but the funny thing is is this happened sometime in the i want to say the early 90s late 80s the guy who did it ended up working for me at the music store i worked at in la are you serious (laughs) yeah that's and the the reason why I know that is because he told me the story. That's how he got fired from. Because when I interviewed him, he said he worked at Disneyland. And he said this is how I got how he got fired from Disneyland. And then I ended up reading the book when it got published a few years later. It's a way to go out. That's for sure. I know, right? All right. So I can't wait for Jungle Cruise. Um, they've uh, officially announced that Cru- Cruella is in production, and this is going off on the whole. Uh, live action reimagining of Disney villains like Maleficent and Maleficent 2. And this is with Emma Stone as a young Cruella de Vil, and her name is actually Estella. And that's why they get the name Cruella because she ends up being mean. And this is going to be like a kind of a reenactment of Devil Wears Prada because she is like a designer of some sort and she gets hired up by a, a higher up called uh, played by Emma Thompson. Interesting. And she develops her cruel personality in that relationship is what it says. That's cool. So that should be good. Uh, they're Again, we already know they're doing a live action version of The Little Mermaid. And then it was announced that they're actually doing a Lion King prequel. Ugh. What do we think of this? I'm not excited about the Lion King prequel. I am very excited about The Little Mermaid. Um, yes. Mostly because I may or may not have a thing for Ariel. Well, they have re- they have cast Ariel as as an African American. I don't care. 
No, I'm just saying that, that is part of it. But <laughs> the Lion King prequel, I if if this is Scar and Mufasa young, mm. I think that could be interesting mm-hmm. to that see that be, dynamic that when good. they're growing up. Yeah. Uh, but is it going to be if it's live action again? It is live action. But the nah, first one that they did was not live action. Everyone, it was CGI. No, it was CGI. You know what I mean? That's what it's going to be. Yeah. I just, I mean, I loved the soundtrack to the new Lion King. I loved Beyonce and Donald doing it. I thought that was really done, but I'm really like, can we tell new stories yeah. from, from writers and directors? Disney that has never told, re- told new stories. Well, every, that's, almost that's every story true. they tell this, is, it's this. I feel like this let's started move it with, along Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Snow it. White was not an original story. I mean, right. Yeah, but like their live action stuff were original stories. Escape to Witch Mountain, original yeah, story. Stanley Robinson. I mean, the- <laughs> what? But but I mean, if you want to go over, like you know, let's say the Little Mermaid and say it's not an Hocus Pocus. Story. Yeah, so Little Mermaid's not technically an original story because it comes from an old, I believe, Danish fairy tale. Yeah, it's Hans Christian Andersen. But their their rendition of it is original, and they're just making a copy of it. Oh, of course, yeah. And right, and I think that's to Will's point there. Like, no, you guys are Disney. You need to hold yourself to higher standards. So I get what you guys are saying, and they are doing it. They're just not doing it at the volume that they're doing this other stuff. Like, I mean, we we Would talked you, about what? like you look at you look at some of the stuff. Um, what what's original? Um, Moana. Um, but brave, like there's there there are things that are original, right? That Brave's are technically Pixar. Yeah, but it's still a Disney company. I just look, I kind of put them under the umbrella. But I I, I get what you're saying. But it, I just I'll say this. Yeah, Frozen though, mm-hmm. even though that's a retelling, was done really well. Yeah, I agree. It's not that I mind retellings. That's not it. It's just that some of the things I feel like that they're doing, like to. To Marshall's point earlier with Beauty and the Beast, it just felt like shot after shot. If you're going to do live action, then let's make it interesting and smart, right? And like, I think this is where Mulan did so good. I I don't mind retellings, but I think Mm -hmm. they could do. I'm just, I just not sold on the Lion King prequel yet. I think what you're more concerned is is you just don't want them beating a property to a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. I want it to somehow be fresh and new and fun. Yeah. But what, what I think Mulan did right was, and people got upset, you know, Mushu wasn't in it. Okay. But it also wasn't a musical, which I liked. Okay. I also liked I'll it was a little darker. I also liked that it was, yeah. it was, um, it, it took a different take on the story. It, it, it made it less like she had to be, you, do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't like, restricted in the same way the original was it was a new version of something cool but also did what I, it accomplish something is i guess what i'm trying to say what i really liked about mulan in, in the in the retelling of it and in, in how it really incorporates into what is happening in today's atmosphere of diversity is that in the cartoon mulan she was the first and only Right. The first and only few in this one, you realize that there was somebody before her that couldn't break through and she's the one that gets through. Yeah, you know what I mean? I did like and that. so it's like Hillary Clinton couldn't break through 
Kamala is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Or it, it's like Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks wasn't the first African-American woman who wouldn't get up on, on her seat. Mm-hmm. It turns out a couple months earlier, there was a pregnant, out of, out of wedlock pregnant teenager who did it first. But the NAACP didn't think she would be the good face of the movement. Yep. So they waited till somebody else did it. And, and they, they prompted uh, Rosa Parks to do it. So it's not always the first. And that's what I like is it's it's a struggle. It's a multi-person struggle to finally break through. And uh, that's what I liked about the new telling of Mulan. Well, and usually the person who doesn't break through is, is oft told as, as to be a villain by the people who subjugated them. And that's what I liked about this. Okay. So, well, you know, I got to ask you. I know it's your yes. birthday, and I'm going to do whatever you want. But um, I, you know me. I'm looking at the runtime of what we've currently accomplished, and we're over the two-hour mark. I am yeah. happy to keep going. I'm going to check in with these guys. I think we can get through the rest of this in about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, uh, rapid shot through this, and you guys could. And Will Will likes to call me the time police. I see it in chat. I got you. <laughs> oh, okay, Father Time. So, but if you take look, here's the thing, and I'm gonna edit this um, loosely. Trust me. But like, it takes about twice as long as the show is long to edit, and so I'm looking at my life. That's all it is. But it's no big deal, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy. We only have we only have four tiny sections. All right, excuse me, four tiny sections left, and they're all really quick. Do it. All right, so FX, which is now under the the Disney banner, uh, has signed on. It's always sunny Philadelphia for four more seasons. Okay, which will make it the longest running uh, live action sitcom in history. Can I? And and I know I just said something about time, and I forgot that this we skipped this. No, and I knew you were going to talk about this. So go ahead. So. I, I heard this announcement and I got super amped and, you know, and so, and I realized I was kind of behind on Sunny and I hadn't seen the last couple seasons. So I went back like three seasons and just started rewatching it because I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So yeah, I think the most recent season they did was season 14. So this is going to take them to what, 18 or something like 18, that. Yeah. All right. Uh, they also announced that they're going to be doing a live action series based in the aliens universe and it's going to be taking place on earth. So that'll be interesting. Uh, they're going to be a, they, they made a two season commitment to a series called The Stones, based on the Rolling Stones, and they're doing a remake of the Shogun miniseries from the '80s, which was written by James Clavell. Um, so that's it for Fox or for FX. Sorry, uh, Hulu standalone. They have signed on The Handmaid's Tale for a fifth season, and there's going to be a new series called Nine Perfect Strangers, starring Nicole Kidman. Uh, that's it for that. Now, content for Hulu and Star. So, as we know, this is going to be stuff released directly to Hulu for the U.S. audience and to Star for international. Is in late 2021, we're going to start getting some Kardashian Jenner's content. Um, wow. I don't know. I, I think it's Disney just buying up the property because they've been canceled off of E. So, did you just boo the Kardashians leaving E? I just booed the Kardashians in general. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I me personally, the show. and that, nothing against the Kardashians. I'm just tired of seeing them on TV for the last like decade and a half and having a lot of like my failures in life financially be compared <laughs> to that. And why can't <laughs> I offer that? I hate dating. Um, I'm just saying, I don't know. I just, Kardashians make a standard for all other women out there that are, I feel is unattainable. Yeah. 
All right. So we also have a, a new property called Only Murders in the Building uh, coming out this year, uh, well, 2021. And it's going to start Steve Martin and Martin Short, both who have actually stepped away from the, the spotlight. So they're both going to be coming back. And so this is fantastic. Yeah. And what it is, is if I remember correctly, because um, I read about this a few months ago and it was very, what it was originally announced as a concept is that they play uh, private investigators that only investigate murders that happen in the building that their office is in. Yeah, it's something like that. I think you're right. And what's interesting about this is this is Martin Short's only like second appearance ever after he retired, right? I mean, I think he did a commercial or something. Yeah, something like that. Or uh, some sort of TV spot or something. Um, and this is also going to have Selena Gomez in it. Uh, Are they going to bring a, back Chevy Chase too? Uh, I don't know if Disney wants to take on that reclamation project. <laughs> Seriously, they're not going to bring him back. <laughs> Three amigos. Chase has been canceled, right? I mean, are we all on the same page there? Where we all know he's a he's a grumpy old man. That's uh, he's funny on community, right. and then things happen. But anyway, all right. He so there's a new yeah. series called uh, The Dropout, and this is going to be starring Kate McKinnon in a role played uh, about I'm the, in for it. a life of Elizabeth Holmes, who uh, was an American businesswoman, and. Uh, she was the person who did the, the health technology called uh, Theranos, which ended up being kind of a, a pyramid scheme. Isn't that right, Will? Yes. I'm with Will. So, you had me at Kate McKinnon. Exactly. Yeah, she's such a talented she's actress. Brilliant, man. Um, then we have Dope Sick, which is a new, um, uh, I think it's a film that's going to start Michael Keaton and Rosario Dawson. And then I don't have any information on this following stuff except for what I can just read from the titles. <laughs> There's a new show called The Old Man, a new series called American Horror Stories, plural. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is going to be the same concept as the Ryan Murphy series, but it's going to be live. Uh, it's going to be real life stories of them. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So like uh, maybe a series based on that hotel in L.A., which was the basis of the hotel in the hotel season of, of American horror story. Um, there's a new series called platform, which I'm guessing is going to ba- be based on the short platform, uh, the short series based out of, uh, I think it was Spain that had a, I think a four episode run this year called platform, which was about a prison where uh, all the cells were based on uh, levitating platforms. Um, there's a new series called reservation dogs and a new series called why the last man that's why and why the chromosome, not wise and W H Y. Right, that's it for Hulu and Star. In our last bit, a lot of people don't realize that Disney owns National Geographic. <laughs> and so the series is going to be a new series starring Chris Hemsworth called Limitless, where he's going to be doing a exploration type stuff. A new series starring Will Smith called Welcome to Earth. Um, he did, there's he a, has something else on, on National Geographic that he narrates, I think. Maybe it's not National Geographic. I, I saw him... I thought I thought Welcome to Earth was already a thing with Will Smith. No, that was After Earth, which was the movie he did with his son. <laughs> no, I, well, oh, I'm more <laughs> of that one. I I like that one, by the way. Me um, too. I, I I felt I didn't get enough credit because people were like, Will Smith was what wasn't even really in it. Well, it was one of the, <laughs> it was wasn't a movie cheating. about him. I will actually say I enjoyed Gemini Man. I didn't see it. Uh, I'm not gonna say it was a ten out of ten, but I no, did. but it was a, it was enjoyable. I, I give it a good six, six and a half. 
I, the, the writing in it was pretty good. I, I feel cinematography failed the movie. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought Will Smith was already doing something like that, or maybe it's been a pitch that I've been seeing being ran already. There, like something off the blacklist or something. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, uh, the National Geographic has, has done a series for a few years called Genius. Uh, they had a one where um, I believe it was uh, Antonio Banderas played Picasso. Uh, there's one where I can't remember who who was it played Einstein. Um, but the fourth season is coming up, and it's going to be uh, based around Martin Luther King Jr. There's going to be a Cousteau biopic, and then a, a few series called Secrets of the Whales, A Real Bug's Life, in America, yeah. the beautiful. Wow, and that's dude. what we got. Dude, I gotta say, um, when I looked at this list, when I, when I was originally time policing a minute ago, Will 1L, um, I, I thought we hadn't done a whole list of things. And so I was like, oh my God, we're never going to finish this. So I, <laughs> I apologize. Well, I, I, I didn't realize we just had those few sections. So sorry about that. Oh, no, it's all good. Yeah. Marshall, it's okay. Me and Will with 1L are going to come up with a story <laughs> about you being time police and you fail to hit your time mark. <laughs> then our recording is going to be intercepted by aliens and we're going to tell that story. Oh, I can't wait. And we're going to throw this to Will with two L's to beta read it. <laughs> Narrate it. <laughs> yes. It's going to be Time Cop 2 and you got to involve Jean-Claude Van Damme in it somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's easy. He might die right away, but I'll include him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got anything else, man? I've had a good time. I have to. This is the most social interaction I've had in nine months. I was going to say, this is the most relaxed I felt, even though we're streaming live and no one's watching anyway. But I, I feel like we I am the most um, I know, yeah, I relaxed question, I've been recording a podcast in <laughs> about a year. Are, are, I, are the are the four people watching the four people on? <laughs> yeah, it's us four, and then I think probably your brother is my guess. Oh uh, no. no, I'm sure he's asleep. It right was now. five a minute ago. He's gone, so it's us. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I I'll, I'll throw this out here. I'm a, a big game guy. Um, you are or aren't? I am. Okay, I'm a video game guy here. Yeah, and uh, go for it. So just start your last- Twitch channel. <laughs> nope, I don't have it. I don't have the capabilities to stream my gaming. Um, but no, last Thursday was Dragon Age Day, and they dropped a beautiful trailer for Dragon Age Four. Finally, got announced, which yeah. is rumored to come out in April 2022 at the earliest, and it's not soon enough for me, and I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> but re- last, I feel like the last three months of games have really been top notch. I mean, Assassin's okay. Creed Valhalla. Miles Morales, the Spider-Man story is out on the on Sony, on um, PlayStation. We just got Cyberpunk 2077, which amid all the issues and glitches that console players are experiencing, it is still in the running, in my opinion, for Game of the Year. I'm playing it on PC, and, and we do have a gaming section on the show, so we'll, we'll, we can talk about this for a couple minutes. But I honestly think that um, Cyberpunk 2077, even though it was never on my radar... So my students started talking about it a couple weeks ago, and then, then they mentioned it. Oh, I'm downloading it. And then I start. Then I talked to you that night, and then I just picked it up. I can. I am so happy to have stumbled upon a game that dense, um, yeah. well imagined, world immersive, um, and inclusive. On top of all of it, 
It's a phenomenal game. Phenomenal. Yeah, CD Projekt Red, I know you guys aren't listening, (laughs) but if somehow this catches wind, like, thank you so much for spending the last seven years creating this game and giving us something wonderful. I'm here for the ride. I'm not going to ask for a refund on it, even though I know you guys are giving refunds. Um, But I I mean, yeah, dude, they straight up, they, they put out a bad game. At the end of the day, they put out a bad game with a lot of problems and they knew it. But every game no. right now, regardless of when you release, especially if it's an MMO or something, has glitches mm-hmm. and issues. Will and I know this because we played Star Wars The Old Republic for a decade. And every yeah. every single update, every you know huge okay. game update or expansion pack or whatever you want to say it, has issues and people get upset. But on so a base speaking, level... Speaking of that... The, this game you know, is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Speaking of that, Sword just released our last update, right? I saw that. And, today, yeah. and the but the funny thing is, is I I'm I'm still trying to play uh, 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 Mex uh, Mexca or Mech, Mexa Meshka Meksha, and uh, because uh, I keep going into the intro conversation with Hilo Viz, and my game freezes up. Oh, yeah, and there and, are so games, I, and that game has been around for over ten years. So it's, it's, and I get it. I get why people get upset because you really look forward to something. Um, And I was there when Switcher launched. Um, This is a nice way to kind of end this too, because, you know, part of our show originally was talking about Switcher stuff. Um, I want to jump in and finish this. Every time there's a story update, I jump in and and, and do it because it's something that I'm invested in. I've invested so many hours of my life in this game. And like with, with 2077, this game, it's, it yeah sure you're gonna have some texture pops you're gonna have some glitches you're gonna have some crashes but ultimately they've created a game that you could spend probably 300 hours and probably not even scratch the surface of it like it's insane how much there is so well i'll, I'll tell you right now i because i've i've, I've been playing Swotor now for a decade um i actually have created a new legacy on the uh malgus european server and I basically relaunched, relaunched a new legacy to try to get all achievement points. And I started all my tunes from scratch, you know, no starting anything at level 50 or anything. And it's, it's hilarious because it's like, wait, I don't have speeder piloting yet. Why not? <laughs> you know, I, I forget to turn on sp- uh, sprint and right. stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, when I hit the, uh, the, the buffer, I only have one buff because I haven't finished the storyline right. yet. So stuff like that. And there's people and, that don't know, there's probably 70 hours, I think. Now with especially with the all the updates and stuff for every single class, period. At least. Yeah. I mean I've played in the last I want to say three weeks I've been playing those eight tunes. Mm-hmm. And I think I've played forty five hours on those eight tunes and I'm still only on the third planet. Yeah. So um there's games like that and, and I'm with you, Nick. I I think and, and people are gonna be mad. They they feel like they didn't yeah. get their money's worth, they're gonna get their sixty bucks back and drop it somewhere else. I've been playing Valhalla and I love it. I've been playing, um, I played Odyssey, which I hadn't got into, which is also Assassin's Creed. Um, and I'm really enjoying Cyberpunk. And I picked it up right before my two weeks off. And I cannot wait to dive into I, it. Dude, I, I'm jealous that you get that much time off to dive into it. I'm trying I'm to spend my time between that and writing. <laughs> I, I'm getting like an hour here and there on it. Uh, to oh. me, Cyberpunk is going to go down just like the Witcher series has. Just like Skyrim and the Elder Scroll has. Yep. Um, you know, like World of Warcraft, like this is going to be decades mm-hmm. worth of gameplay. And here's the thing. They're doing multiplayer yeah, story based 
next year. Like, so they're the expansions they have planned for this game are incredible. But I, and, yeah, and I think I think what's important about this is if you're into storytelling, like you know, we're all four of us here. We're we all write, and and if you're into storytelling and you're into gaming, it's it's a it's a cyberpunk world that is there to be explored that they've, they've laid down that you can literally approach any situation any way you want. They did a really good job regardless of the glitches. And, um, yeah, ignored either. So they did a fantastic job. I can't praise this game enough. So I, like I said, I love it. I, I love it so much that I'm really close to buying one L will, a PS4 and sending it to him <laughs> so he can pick up Miles Morales and Cyberpunk. Aww. And next year we all can play together. You'd be so happy. Oh, I would be happy. That would be the best gift ever. And then he'd know what it would be like to like have like something there that would suck your time away. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not busy enough. Make it more. None of us are. Speaking of which, should we wrap this up? Sure. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk about? Uh, I'll I'll say I'm almost done with my second mug of Tap and Coke. Nice. I have a pile of beer cans over here, so I feel like I feel like I've done well. Look, I've I've only had two sodas today, and I don't know what's wrong with me because that's That's like well below my low. I actually stopped drinking dark sodas. I've switched away from cokes. I am now on Sprite and Canada Dry. Oh, I'm surprised you're not. You're no more Mountain Dew anymore. I haven't done Mountain Dew in months. No, That's Dew what I thought. You know what's the funny thing is actually, yeah. Marshall knows this, but I just got my blood work, my most recent blood work back from my doctor, and uh, he was a little worried because actually, during this this shelter in place, I've gone from 380. I just hit 400 uh, last week. I'm back down to about 390. But I bought myself a bike for my birthday. It's coming on Thursday. I'm going to start biking all the time. Oh, good, dude. But um, That's awesome. But the funny thing is, is my doctor is still enamored with me because my during this whole whole hiatus, even though I've gained weight, my cholesterol has dropped to ninety one. <laughs> As an almost four hundred pound man, my cholesterol is well below average. And here's my cholesterol medication. <laughs> and the only thing I have to worry about, he says, my blood sugar is a little high, but it's not necessarily I eat too many sugars; it's that I eat too many carbs. Uh, yep. And so the funny thing is, is he actually says he wants me to stay on Diet Pepsi. Is I mean, he wants me to wean off of it, of course. But he says, don't switch over to like Sprite or anything because that's just adding more sugars. Yeah. So I started switching to like uh, doing uh, low carb wraps instead of bread and gluten free mm-hmm. pasta instead of regular pasta, stuff like that. That's good. But we shall see. We shall see. Uh, um, I'm excited for life, guys. That's glad I was able to jump on tonight. Me too. Me well, too. happy birthday. Thank um, you. We don't, I mean, I, I don't get to hang out with you enough over video conferences and things like that myself. So glad I got to spend this birthday with you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been a good birthday. It's awesome. Should I do the outro or should I record it later or do the outro, bitch? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. I almost said Google Plus, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, like us, share us on all your favorite social medias. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. 
Um, I will put our guests' uh, stuff in the show notes as well. But thank you for tuning in. And I don't know, man. Do you have anything else to say to the listeners? What do you think? You know, 2020 has been a shit show, but still make sure you have a fun. The gods have a fun. And we'll see you all next time. Peace. Hey, we almost we almost didn't forget all the things. Good job, dude. Ha, 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 ha.